Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Bossman's Network. I'm your host, the Enlightened Sunday, Eddie V. Joining me is Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello, good sir. Hello, I am here. I'm ready to talk about some new video games. Yes, and we have the talented and tactful TikToker herself, Miss Courtney Wood. Woo! Hey! <laughs> Yikes! I'm ready to talk yes. about old games. <laughs> I, it was such a good. Oh, go ahead, Corey. No, I, I, I was just gonna say <laughs> I spent a lot of time trying to play new games this week because I never play new games. So I was like, you know what? Sticking it to the sleep schedule and right. playing new games. So I have, <laughs> I have not one, not two, but three new video games to talk about. Wow. Also, two old ones to talk about. So gear up, yeah. everybody, because we're play doing a lot of playing with power and not a lot of news because, uh, <laughs> yes. look, it's October and uh, games are dropping and news is not. Yes. Yeah, I was such a good hype mood. I have... Literally, just get this out the way, everybody. I have been working a lot, and I'm literally talking about that's not true. Almost for ten days yes. straight, I've been working. <laughs> but you know what? We're not going to have this conversation yet. <laughs> uh, but I'm so hyped to be back in the building with you, Corey and Courtney. Um, just happy to you know be able to podcast with you guys, um, be able to talk to you. Uh, listeners and viewers, hopefully you guys had a great week, had a great weekend, got to play some games. Fall, of course, is here. Um, I know different parts of the country, it has been rainy and kind of, you know, the warm and everything. We had a beautiful weekend. Our leaves are falling here in Illinois, and it's just like, uh, I wish I could be outside, play some Nintendo on my OLED. And just enjoying the breeze and everything. I really wish I could, but sadly I had to work. Uh, but I kind of, before we get into everything, everybody, Courtney, how was your weekend? It was good. It was pretty nice. Uh, I didn't work for two days. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to rub that in your face, but no, she was okay. too busy racing trains, as we saw in our group chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I spent like two hours behind a train track too. <sighs> That was not fun. We had to call the cops. And they were like, hey, can you like move this train? Because everyone's been sitting here, you know? And then like 15 minutes, they moved it. That's... What, what was they doing? They just parked it. They were taking their lunch break or something at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was definitely not fun. That's, uh... I saw that picture. I'm like, to be fair, where I used to work been there i've i've, I've been there is, i was like i was told to like take this new route because it was like greeny it was not too much city because i live like in a lot of brick a lot of concrete and they were like oh like take this route this is gonna be a great route for you i'm like okay and the train i was like oh that's a cute train and I'm like wait why are you stopping i've never seen a train stop i was like okay it, it's gonna move and so... never moved so where I go to work to avoid the train, I had yeah. to go like almost five minutes out of my way, go over oh, that no. train, and then go back the that five minutes that I drove out the other way. So oh. at time because <laughs> uh, 
anywhere that I go to get to my job, there is a train because it's by the highway. And if they stop, both sides are backed up. Mm-mm. So no. we would have by my so that, that you know that's getting to my job at my job it's that same train but then we got another train two minutes up that does a freight train and the metro and oh. Amtrak all at the same time on the same line that so and that could back up all the way to the highway so if anything happens like if uh, ambulance or fire truck need to come and all of that is blocking it, nobody can't go nowhere. Because we're right also right by a hospital also. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah, fun, fun times like that. Fun times, uh, well, he Corey, says. Fun times, he says. Uh, Corey, how <laughs> no. was your weekend? Um, it was it was fine. It was We didn't really do a lot. Um, a lot of finalizing some plans for vacation and a lot of... Uh, you know, just just prepping for stuff and making sure everything's good to go, making sure everything is, uh, you know, just ready to go. We did, uh, let's see, we did, what did we do? Hold on, we did something on Saturday. What did we do on Saturday? Where did we go on Saturday? We did something. We did something as a family. What did we do? I forget. Anyways, we had we had some fun this weekend. It was fine. It was okay. Ooh. I watched the Browns yeah. lose. Also found out can't watch the Cavs on Hulu live unless they're on national television because Hulu doesn't carry Fox Sports uh, <coughs> Ohio, which is hilarious because Disney owns Hulu and Fox, so I don't understand why Hulu doesn't carry Fox Sports Ohio. That's interesting. It's very upsetting. It's all right. I'm going to find a loophole because the Cavs are actually good this year, and I actually kind of want to pay, pay halfway attention. Just a little bit. <laughs> Who's their big star on the Cavs? Uh, well, we just uh, traded for Donovan Mitchell, so he's pretty much our superstar. Um, mm. You know, so we have Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, uh, Allen, and then we have Kevin Love coming off the bench. We have we have a lot of players. We have a lot of players that are like really good. The the NBA the, the NBA is uh the a lot of analysts are saying watch out for the watch out for the Cavs because maybe not next ne- this year but next year but next year yeah okay well they I mean they have potential this year but like they're like man if they don't do it this year next year is going to be their year and I'm like good good not that I'm like not that I'm salty about the LeBron situation here in Cleveland, but um, we need a post-LeBron push in basketball here, you know. Who's he playing for now? The Lakers. Oh, he went back to the Lakers. So, yeah, I mean, his thing, I mean, he's 38, you know, so, I mean, his thing is he wants to play with his son, so he signed a contract up until the year that his son is eligible to play in the NBA, and then he's mm-hmm. gonna play his last one or two years with his son, which is fine. So cool. I I I gotta say one thing about LeBron that I actually got to give it up to him his him having his school and everything. I think his school is still going. 
uh, strong. Yeah, it's right uh, down the road from where I live. So, it's like uh, well, it's literally well, like a six or seven minute drive from here. Oh, cool. Well, Corey, uh, we got some housekeeping. Nope. To do no housekeeping. Yeah, we do. We have some housekeeping. Uh, so, if you didn't see on our uh, social media feeds this week, um, we have officially uh, put to rest standard definition. It's just you know, like we said the last week, it's it's uh, becoming a lot of of work, f- and we are just spreading ourselves too thin and scheduling conflicts and personal matters and all these other things kind of factored into it, but, uh, putting it on hiatus, but we are supplementing our Patreon with, uh, the return of talk the walk and one view on interviews and a couple extra expansion pass episodes and these kinds of things. Um, ranking Nintendo is going to continue on expansion pass. So, um, no worries there for people who enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, uh, we're currently working on other plans to restructure Patreon, uh, but nothing really to say at this moment. But yeah, uh, Pow Block is going strong. Woo! Strong, guys. Building, best. building the, best. the team. You're the best around. No one's gonna want to take you down. No. Okay. I'll stop now. That's all I know of it, so. I know, that's all I know, too. It's fine. Look, nobody needs to know. It's all good. In the hood, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey, no. we also got some Patreon producers to shout out, so let's give them a shout out. Yeah, we do. Let's, uh, let's do a little uh, shout out here. Sorry, I was. I'm trying to share that we're live on Twitch. By the way, everybody who listens to the audio version, we go live on Twitch every Monday night. If you want to come hang out with us and chat in the live chat, um, watch us live, do our thing, maybe a little pre-show shenanigans, you know that kind of thing. Just throwing it out there. Um, we don't really promote it at all, really ever, uh, except on like Twitter. Even though we should. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> working on that. Yeah, That's we why are. We brought somebody in. <coughs> yeah, because I'm terrible at it. Just wait till Tuesday tomorrow. Yeah. Um... <coughs> that was a real cough. <laughs> Don't bother muting yourself, Ed. It's fine. Oh, sorry about that. I have my <laughs> I have my orange fanta. Oh, he's choking on orange soda. All right. I have a coke too. So <laughs> um all right so yeah if you want to support us di- directly if you want to support nintendo power block expansion pass and the rest of the shows here uh you can head it over to uh the boss rush network patreon patreon.com slash boss rush network it is a monthly subscription service uh based program where you can support your favorite creators directly every month we have two monthly tiers at the moment we have the one dollar tier which is our early access tier, you get early access to Expansion Pass, the Boss Rush Podcast, Boss Rush After Dark, Talk the Walk, and 1v1 Interviews. But if you want to be a Patreon producer, you can subscribe to our $5 tier, which grants you early access, plus a shout-out on every show. So without further ado, 
our Patreon producers for this episode of Nintendo Power Block are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. And I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, all of our content remains free. But if you are a patron, you get a few perks. Uh, like I said earlier, new perks are coming. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to try to uh, bring back our uh, community interactions here now that Talk the Walk and... Um, 1v1 are back to kind of encourage voting on which games and which uh which games you want to do next for talk the walk maybe for spoiler alert which we are bringing at some point uh we kind of got derailed as we were restructuring so mm-hmm. don't worry spoiler alert still coming we i to... love spoiling so everybody <laughs> just to let you know our first one is going to be death's door so please uh get that game finish it's nine dollars on the eShop right now so you have no excuse nine dollars that's still on game pass i believe that's that's two mornings at starbucks okay you can just one chick-fil-a sandwich meal Mm. chick-fil-a let me tell you man let me tell you a little bit about the spicy chicken (laughs) sandwich at chick-fil-a okay no got to save it got to got to finish this got to finish this uh yeah so you'll be able to vote on which games we do spoiler casts and talk the walk on you'll also be able to ask uh Celeste some questions for her interviews uh and Ed if uh you know Celeste can't be there uh you know we want to do more interviews we want to do more things within the shows that we are focused on so stay tuned for that and then we're going to create some sort of uh i think platinum patron tier where uh some of that will help out our uh like our writing team funding and like giveaways and stuff too so i just want to let everybody know what we're doing with with the patreon money uh and let everybody know that we're fun putting it back into the product to hopefully make better stuff and uh mm-hmm. so yeah also last note we are moving our store hopefully within the next couple weeks to uh t public t public yes fancy Um, i was gonna do t spring but it's way too complicated and the quality is not worth how complicated it is and i run my destiny podcast store through t public and it is very high quality so uh we're gonna move it over there um, I want to thank all of our free listeners as well. If you do listen for free, please leave us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you watch on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, hit the bell, leave a comment, tell your friends, post it on your social media, your TikToks, your Snapchats, your Wiggle Woggles, whatever else is out there these days. Uh I hear there's a new up-and-coming one. It starts with a B. I'm not sure what it's called, but people are supposedly... Be real? I don't know what it's called. Maybe. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyways, that's our housekeeping. I know it was a little long, but there's a lot to get through, and there's a lot to cover. Um, And this show in particular, I am very excited about some of the content we're about to put out for this. So, yeah. yeah. 
I Ooh. may even play around yeah. with streaming some games. Ooh. Ooh. That I, sounds exciting. Yeah. Ed, you know how I put my launch switch away, right? Yes. Right. Well, last night I was feeling kind of uh feeling kind of good about uh, playing some games now that we don't have, you know, two shows are kind of packed away on the shelf for when we can bring them back. Mm-hmm. So I went downstairs and I got my launch switch dock and I got my launch switch Joy-Cons. By the way, nothing looks better on a switch than the than the grays, okay? I'm just going to throw it out there. I am a gray man. I love it. Look, I like a little color sometimes, right? I like the blues, and I like yeah. my whites, and I like my sharp yellows. But man, when you when you take this thing out in public and you are showing it off to people that are like, "What is that?" I'm like, "It is a Nintendo Switch OLED edition with the grays." And so, yeah, I slap these puppies on. Oh, feels like home. Feels like yeah. home. But I also <laughs> I also hooked up my dock over here because I'm kind of <laughs> rearranging stuff to set up streaming. I did some test streams of Destiny the last couple weeks with um, my uh, Destiny Discord and uh, went pretty well. So I was like, well, let's bust out the dock and see if we can do it again. So yes, yeah, uh, you know, Animal Crossing. Nope, no Animal Crossing. <laughs> Maybe I w- look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. If we bring back the uh, patr- the the community interaction tier, maybe that'll be a thing. What should Corey play? And there will be a list of terrible games that I do not want to play, either horror games or Animal Crossing or whatever. And I will stream something. But until then. No animal yes. crossing. So let's uh, blow this up so that he is able to Mm-mm. get uh, Animal Crossing and become a cozy streamer. Nope. Mm-mm. Guys, no. let's grab our hot chocolate no. and you, Can you see me and Corey play Resident Evil 5 together? Dude, Resident oh, Evil 5 easy. is not scary. Okay? Resident Evil 2 is scary. Resident Evil 5 and 6 and 4 are not scary. 2 is scary. Okay. One and zero are scary. Three. I never played zero yet. Not as scary, but still scary. When Nemesis pops through the wall, you're like, ah, oh my God. Okay. Five, (laughs) not scary. It's like, I mean, look how big Chris Redfield is, first of all. Okay. Yeah. So, so, just just saying. Punching boulders, Sid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, and then he just keeps getting bigger. See him in Resident Evil 8? Ugh, he's huge. Anyways, I do own I do own all the Resident Evil games now though. Except for 8. Just throwing that out there. Oh. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the spookiest game I'll be playing in October would be Luigi's Mansion. So Oh. Dude, that one's scary. What are you talking about? I know. It is not Gu- scary. Gooigi is pretty scary, let me tell you. That is hilarity. What's no, bad dude. is like if you put your headphones in, you can hear like a little heart go faster, and I think that's the scariest part of the game. Mm. Uh, You're like, ah, I gotta hurry or I'm gonna die. You Have wanna... you seen the arcade version? You, you know what I thought about hooking up, Ed? Is my Dreamcast and playing some Blue Stinger. 
Ooh, yes. We should do that because I've been so I so I actually <laughs> so you know how I got rid of Illbleed like a year and a half ago for like 150 bucks. You know that yeah. game's going for over four hundred dollars now. Oh, <gasps> I bought uh-uh. I bought it for four dollars, and I turned around and sold it for one hundred fifty dollars, and that was a, the going rate at the time was that. But now it's going for upwards of four hundred dollars. I'm like, <sighs> I'm surprised Dreamcast games are that much. Well, I mean, they only sold nine million units. Uh, and but like you, the games but, weren't out much. They were only like the games were literally only out for like three years max. You know, but you would but you would think like Soul Calibur, uh, Marvel versus Capcom. 2 yeah, but they made a, like the highest. Yeah, but they made like a hundred, like a million of those games, right? Like uh, Ill uh, Bleed probably sold like thirty thousand copies max. You know, mm. an obscure, weird horror game without any like action in it. You know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, I would probably, I would probably say the Dreamcast Crazy Taxi is probably up there too, because it has the original soundtrack on oh, there, the licensed dude, music. I have that too. I have Crazy Taxi one and two. For Do Dreamcast. not get rid of that game not, at all. I'm not. I'm. I'm creating a curated, <laughs> a curated Dreamcast list of games. Right, Illbleed's not on that list. That game. That game is terrible. I don't know why people want it. Blue Stinger is also terrible, but at least it was like not terrible at the time. You know, mm-hmm. you know how games don't age well. Just imagine when your kids grow up. You know. Yeah, they're gonna be. And you th- still have those copies. Look, their grandkids are gonna work. Have to work a day in their lives. Okay, they're gonna oh, sell. Yeah. Look, they're gonna sell all my games, which is fine. Whatever. I won't be here. I'll be dead. Whatever. I'll be gr- <laughs> growing new trees, or I don't know being eaten by lions I, don't, with you. Mm, I thought about it i thought about it i thought about like <laughs> and it, this is gonna get real morbid for a second but it's fine uh casket drawers in my casket where all my game systems and just be put you know in there. oh my god <laughs> you know it's like it's like an egyptian king who takes all of his stuff with him when he dies in the pyramid and then, <laughs> and then he uses it in the afterlife i i can't <laughs> Are you telling me when I go to the big pearly gates, they're not going to welcome me with open arms when I bring a copy of Mario 2 in there? Okay. Come on. I could just see Jesus be like, ooh, you got Mario 2? And grabbing all of me. Like, can I bring these with me? <laughs> right. No, he looks at me. He's like, I'm Peach. I'm like, okay. Well, you are God, I guess. So whatever. What am I going to do? Say no? <laughs> I don't want to go to hell. It's my one chance. I got to make a good impression. <laughs> right. But <laughs> uh, well, everybody, it's time for Snack Tando! Mm. Yes! Corey, what have you been snacking on? Alright, Ed. Well, buckle up, okay? So, Saturday, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to eat, right? And we were like, man, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta figure this out, okay? And uh, so my daughter had a Halloween party at her ballet uh system at her ballet studio right and uh they had a good time it was there for like two hours and my wife's like what are we gonna do for dinner i'm like i don't know and she was like what do you want i'm like you know what sounds really good chipotle sounds good and boy was i correct 
I haven't, it's been a while since I've had Chipotle because like when you order through the app and then it tells you it's not going to be ready for like an hour and then you can go get it 45 mm-hmm. minutes later and it's ice cold because they literally made it as soon as you ordered it, that kind of thing. Well, my wife went to Chipotle and she went in the store this time. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. And she brought home this burrito, man, a steak burrito with with Ooh. corn, with black beans, with with green peppers and onions extra cheese hot salsa chips and corn salsa oh my gosh dude it was so good so good made my belly so happy uh and yeah man dude chipotle good chipotle is amazing that's all i have to say good chipotle is amazing okay that that's where i get the burrito bowl yeah i don't i see i like bowls but it gets cold too quick and I don't know. I'm just a. I'm a fan of the burrito. You know me, Ed. That's my favorite thing in the entire world is a good burrito, next to some tacos. Right? Like tacos and burritos are my favorite foods. Right? So it's like an it's like an elementary school, and they I, ask you like, "What's your favorite food?" I'd be like, "Burritos, tacos." <laughs> you know. So pizza. Uh, <laughs> I think for, I think for me with the burrito bowl is because. Uh, the most time I eat Chipotle is having it accessed to me, have it delivered. Um, because there's a Chipotle across the street from my job. So I'm just like, okay, it's not going to be too cold and or anything. Why it takes 45 minutes, I have not one idea. Mm. Like, y'all literally across the street. Yeah. Uh, there's one There's one real close to where I work, too. And it's, like, super hard not to, like, think about it all the time. But uh, also last night. We so we got family pictures. That's what we did this weekend. We took family pictures. Uh, we took the kids to get uh, like family pictures done. And uh, after that, we had we were like, let's just have like warm, comfy food. So we we got uh, like soft pretzels that you throw in the oven, Mm. and we had soft pretzels and cheese and. That was our dinner. That's what we ate. Soft pretzels and cheese, like a lot of them. And they were really good. My wife bought like the salsa con queso dip, not just like oh. the regular plastic Tostitos cheese. And it was really good. You know what I'm talking about. The yellow plastic Tostitos cheese. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's fine. It's fine. Right. Like in a pinch, but you got to get the good. You got to get the good cheese. Okay. Queso Blanco is also I- a fan favorite. I always try to figure out where do people get the canned nacho cheese. Like, you you work um, at Walgreens. There's probably an aisle full of cheese. We don't we don't we don't sell it. Hmm. We don't sell. Hmm. If there's kind of any kind of chance, like canned cheese, it's the cheese whiz that you spread on oh, the crackers. No. Oh. That's the old, that literally is the only kind of like it's liquid not by, like, cheese. The chip section, like Frito cheese. Yeah, this should be over there. I mean, we got we got that cheese, but it's that big. It's the nacho cheese that you heat up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, like some sometimes you some people add milk to it to make it a little bit more Ew, thicker milk. or looser and stuff. Um, that's the kind that I'm talking about. I think you can get it at Sam's Club or something, but I just never see it as stores so hmm. that's why i wonder where people actually get it from because they use that kind of cheese when they're selling their nachos like at football games and basketball games and uh, like at schools and stuff uh, so that's why i was just wondering like i always wonder where they get it at 
Yeah. We get ours at the grocery store. Aldi is a big, big, big hit in our house. Okay. So. I don't like Aldi's. What? (gasps) It's confusing. What do you mean it's confusing? The whole like area of the Aldi's, like at least over here, it's like the freezer section is the whole outside of the store. Mm -hmm. Then you have. Mm veggies on one side but then you have oh surprise we're gonna put veggies on like aisle four twos so you're walking back and forth it's it's confusing before they did the remodel of their stores um it used to be different because like when you went in it used to be all the snack stuff like cookies cakes and all of that stuff um and then when you actually got to the back that's when you got to the milk and cold stuff kind of like like another normal grocery, there's sodas and pops and stuff were all the way on the other side where the dessert stuff was at. But that cookie section, whoo, the oatmeal ice cookies, those, those yeah. was the, those the anointings right there. I don't know if they changed it yet, but man, my granddad used to, when we used to go there, we used to always get a pack there. Um, that's when, uh, the twisters used to be like the big fat pack twisters. Mm-hmm. They used to only be like 99 cent. So everybody would hit all these and sneak them into the movie theater. Oh my gosh. Oh, we used to hit all these anytime we went to a drive through. I mean, not drive through, uh, a drive in movie. We would hit all these with the quick spend $6, have all of these snacks, hit in the back, went in, and then started eating all our snacks for watching the movie. <laughs> I remember my grandma liking Aldi's, but I mean, I think that's like the last time I went to an Aldi's, and that was like mm-hmm. two, three years ago. Oh my gosh, they they have the so since we're since we're on Snack Tendo, whoops. Let me tell you about let me tell you about Mama Cozy's oven baked pizzas from Aldi. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell okay. you. Okay. Let me tell you, we get the <laughs> we get the five cheese blend, and then we buy a pack of pepperoni, and then we make our own pepperoni pizza. Oh, it's so good! There's so much cheese on there, and then on top of that, what we do is put the sh- shaky Parmesan cheese on top after it comes out of the oven. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love Aldi's pizza. I'll yeah. definitely have to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mommy, Co- Mama Cozy's yeah. five cheese blend Do- or regular pepperoni is fine. They also have specialty pizzas. Their supreme pizza is very good. Their chicken bacon and ranch pizza is very good. Their um, what was the other one? They have a meat lovers pizza, which is okay if you like sausage and ham. I'm not a big sausage person, but it's fine. Just saying. would you say it's top? Would you say it's top tier, Corey? It's it's better than Pizza Hut, Ed. <laughs> hey, I would not. I would not accept this attack of my character loving Pizza Hut. Hmm. Just saying. Anyways, that's that's all I've been snacking on. But we will. Look, but we will get one when I come over and visit. <laughs> we'll hit all these. Be like, let's get that. Let's get that pizza and the pepperoni. Dude, if we ate at every place you say we're gonna eat, if when you ever you come back. Dude, we're gonna eat like seven times a day. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm on vacation. <laughs> Live <laughs> life to the fullest. Mm. Mm. 
Cordy, you're not getting very uh, good Aldi's love from the chat here. No, I'm not. Tori Hill says they love Aldi's. So. Yeah. It definitely back in the eighties. It is. It was the place. It definitely in the was the 80s. place. It nobody yeah. talk. Nobody talks about the eighties anymore, Ed. Well, I'm saying in it's forty the 80s, years ago. <laughs> in the eighties, it was Aldi's was the big place. Of course, the nineties it was I... still big, but like. I know. All these, all these was like the because we didn't have Walmart or anything. We only, we 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 had Dominic's, we had all these, we had Jewel Osco, like, in and kind of like pick and save. Like those kind of are local um, grocery stores in the Illinois area and stuff that was big. Um, but and hmm. everybody just went to all these because. Uh, it was affordable. I mean, it was cheap and it was affordable, and you get a lot of food. Plus, if you wanted bags, you could buy one, but they're like five cents. Or if you could bring your own bags, so everybody would look at the empty boxes and take all the empty boxes and use those to stuff their groceries. Because uh, it was cost efficient for all these, not to be like, you know, we don't have to spend money on bags or, or stuff like that. If you guys want a bag, you have to pay for it, or you could just bring in your jewel plastic or whatever, and just load up the stuff. Like back in the day, a hundred dollars would give you about two and a half months of groceries at Aldi's. Hmm. Yeah, now it gets now it gets you about two weeks, but still. <laughs> Shoot, hey, it was the place for our birthdays. You wanted a hot dog, you was gonna get a Aldi's hot dog, and I was not mad at all. And flavor rate, I would say that. They also have like a really fun aisle that's literally just like surprise. We threw junk in this aisle. Find something, find something fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the query? Is that all for snack tendo for you? Yeah. All right, Courtney. What have you been snacking on? I guess since we'll speak of all these way back ago, when I was shopping with my grandma at Aldi, she used to get these cream filled like wafers uh -huh, yeah and, yeah and we'd be able to, well i found them at like family dollar i don't know why i was i was just walking around and i saw i'm like oh cool so that's been my snack i make like a cup of milk and i stick it in oh, there oh those are the things yes. like people stir their coffees with and stuff some people do yeah do they uh-huh some yeah. people do that'd like be if, weird because it adds because it adds flavor to the coffee, so. Because that's the chocolate one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, dark chocolate. Yeah, they also they make were, like the. They also make like the hazelnut chocolate ones too. Ooh, I'll have to try that. Yeah. I put it in milk, yeah. and it's good that way. We we sell it at work. We we got a lot of them because it's the Christmas time. That's when mm -hmm. we get a lot of those. Uh, those are really good, and they're so just easy to snack on. Just like a nice crunch or yeah. break off. And uh, mm. that's my snack for this week. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, everybody, just a sad announcement. People who probably been on my Twitter. Oh no. Uh, oh no. The sad announcement. Are you leaving? Is, no. Oh. He's pregnant. Uh, the oh, girl, bye. Not mine. 
We'll hold find on. out next hold week. On. I, hold on. I, I had to be suburban, but my ghetto came out. Girl, bye. <laughs> Corey's just like, oh. No, uh, our, Corey. What do you our want? Cookies, our Cookies and Cream Twix is no more. I know. I've oh, known yeah. that. I've known that for a while. I haven't been able to find them anywhere. It's all about the yeah. salted caramel ones now. Yeah, and I don't like those yeah, at I, all. There's something about the way that this, like, I know people like salted caramel, and that's fine, but, like, it's just, like, these taste like, they're, they're too salty, <laughs> you know? And I get it. Oh, salted caramel, you're complaining about the salt. No, it's just, they're just, like, too salty, you know? Yeah, they have those also with the Milky Way. And I'm like, nah, I, I tried them to get the taste for it. It's not, it doesn't sit well with me, man. Because, Corey, you know, I sent you those bags. Um, and then, like, later on, we stopped getting the bags. But we were still getting the two-pack candy bars. We weren't getting kings, the king size. We was getting the regular ones. And then I looked today uh, while going through the candy aisle, you know, just cleaning up the shelf and everything. And they had a clearance sticker. And once we get that clearance sticker, we're not getting any more. And it's just, it's so sad because those are the best cookie and cream candy bars. I know Hershey got theirs with the Hershey bars. But, like, the Twix cookies and cream was top tier. We could not keep those in our store at all. Um, so, it's just sad that it, it went away. I'm like, uh, but uh, for me, um, I finally had some chilies baby back ribs. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, it was so good, so tender. And uh, of course, um, I actually got to have uh oh, coleslaw. I never, coleslaw. uh oh, what? Did I <laughs> yeah, did you say something about coleslaw? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Have coleslaw. Yeah, they have coleslaw with their baby back ribs and stuff. Corey, I was on the verge of getting the Southwest egg rolls. Mm, you made a mistake. I know, and you made I a think mistake. I'm going to. I think when I order next time, I think I'm just going to get that appetizer with a drink, because uh, their strawberry lemonade, like I said, is top tier. It's really good. But I was looking at, it, I'm just like me and Corey just talked about this, and I think I'm going to get some next week because just. Their Southwestern egg rolls at Chili's is bomb big, and I have, I have to say, I cannot eat it without that sauce. Mm. I need that kick. I need that spicy kick in their sauce to be on my egg roll. It is very good. Let me tell you, it's very good. Yes. Have uh, they still have the cheddar cheese bites on your uh, menu over there? They yes. took it off over here. Mm. They still have we it on. We only get three big cheese sticks now. What? Oh, no. We still have ours. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. So, uh, I had some, uh, uh, some, oh, goodness, some sushi, of course. I had that. Um, I had a Big Mac. And only, only because I haven't really been eating McDonald's that much. Only reason I had a Big Mac is because I needed something to eat before I went into work. And it was the closest. It was in pack and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And then having a, a cheeseburger from Chili's also. Uh, I've been getting their uh, like their three for ten kind of deal and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I still got my Uno's pizza that I need to make. I was going to make it one day, but I had to stay at work. So um, 
I got a Uno Supreme pizza that I just need to heat up, cut down bad baby, and just gob, 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 mm. gobble it up. Um, Delicious. And I had Subway. Subway got a new menu. Mm. I didn't know they had one. Yeah. Uh, but I had like kind of like this turkey, ham, or roast beef kind of sandwich. It was really, really good. Was it the um, Subway Club? I think it was. Mm. I used to get that all the time. It's like, I think it's roast beef, uh, ham, and salami, maybe. Maybe it's turkey. Uh, I don't know. No, it's it it's be. like roast. It's like the roasted turkey. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah, I had I had that. Uh, ate that up. Um, and they once again their chocolate chip cookies were gone, so I had to go get an oatmeal cookie, which is fine. Um, it's not fine. Know. Chocolate chip, or no sale. Uh, uh, the, ch- no, the white macadamia nut ones. Mm, nope. <laughs> I don't they're do they're good too. They're good too, but man, their chocolate chip cookies is mwah. When it's Not nice great. and fresh and soft, whoo, I have to get like three in the bag. I'll be like, don't give me two. Give me that good old three. <laughs> you know, at the subway over here, it's always like stale and dried out. That's why I choose Ooh. the white, the macadamia ones. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, that's pretty much what I've been snacking on. I have uh, I have one more thing to talk about. Go ahead. Corey. I forgot Friday night. So speaking of Aldi, they have these, <laughs> and I think I think I talked about them on on the show before. But they have like the oven baked like these little mini empanadas. Yeah. Oh, we had some of those too. Oh, 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 oh boy. <laughs> They taste they taste just like the uh almost just like the chili's egg rolls, but in like little like you know, Mexican Mexican versions of pizza rolls is essentially what they are. <laughs> uh, uh, uh do you have so- do you do you normally have like sauce on them or anything? I mean they have sauce in them. So I don't, oh, okay. I mean I have taco sauce, like like I have taco sauce that sometimes I dip them in, but sometimes, you know, mm. sometimes you just take a big bite out of it. And it like, again, like pizza rolls, like the outside is like kind of cold, but the inside is scalding lava hot and just like melts your mouth. But when you take that bite and you look over at your wife after she said, wait a minute, it's too hot. And you look over after you take a bite, you have to act like it's not the burning. one tear comes yep. down. Cheek. Yep. <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's wrong? Why are you crying? <laughs> so good. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm not aware like <laughs> the skin on the roof to... of my mouth is definitely not peeling off right now. <laughs> right. Uh but yeah, I think once I like I said this this Saturday I'm off, so I'll definitely be able to go find some places. I do, I do want to go back to Firehouse Subs. Mm, that's um, the there best are some one. Yeah, it's an hour drive for me, but what? it's worth it. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all the way in. It's not worth that. It's way in the racing. I mean, it's closer to their Best Buy and stuff. I mean, and I could go visit my friend. I have a friend. I have friends in Wisconsin and everything. Um, but it's been a while since I've been there. Um, hmm. And uh, I kind of want to try some more stuff from their menu. Turkey bacon there, ranch because... with extra bacon, no tomatoes, and extra jalapenos. It's the only way to go. No I, can't do, I can't do jalapeno. Well, you know what? Try harder. 
Wait, what? Come I don't on. know. That doesn't make any sense. But I don't care. <laughs> this is a good, good movie. Uh, I, you know, but I never thought of jalapenos on the sub. Oh my gosh, I get it all it's... the time. No. You're supposed to enjoy your sandwich, not burn your butthole from the sandwich. Mm. Sometimes Cor- if they have Chipotle, spice. if they have Chipotle ranch instead of regular ranch, I'll get that too. They don't always have it. I believe it. Sounds good. Mm. Sometimes you put some green peppers and onions on there too. Mm. Well, I love green peppers and onions. Just yeah. So uh, actually, I do green peppers and onions at our local pizza place, mm. um, where uh, it's like we will. My mom would do sausage uh, with uh, green onions and uh, I mean green peppers and onions, and it's it's really really good because theirs is fresh and uh, they kind of grow their own. So that's why I'm just like, okay, mm. yeah, because it tastes like nothing, you know, no, no other pizza places around here. So. Well, everybody, it's time for Play With Power. Courtney, what have you been playing with power? Uh, right now, it's been Life of Strange, True Colors, and Fall Guys. I've been playing both those right now. How is I Life is to... Strange? It's good. Like, the story's, like, off for me a little bit because it's... Mm. I don't want to spoil anything, but it, there's, like, not a real reason why she got her ability. Like, I still don't understand that part. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but it's good. Nice. It's good. I like the acting in it. It's got really good acting. I'm. Those games are on my list. We. So it's funny because my wife and I actually played the first chapter of the f- very first game, and mm-hmm. we really liked it. And I was like, "Oh man, this is a game we can play together." Because my wife doesn't play games, and this is kind of like not a game, but it is a game. And then we never went back. Yeah. So, whoops. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we weren't. We didn't like our kids weren't even born yet. That's how long ago. It was. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! So, I can't. I mean, I can't believe Life is Strange has been out that long. But I guess there's four of them, so I guess it has been that long. You know. So, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do plan on playing it soon. Uh, I'm going to be doing it on my vacation. I'm like, once my boss comes back, and we work out our, our schedule stuff. Um, I'll be able to start that up in uh, playing it because I, I know I'm gonna be doing it on Series X, so I'm gonna be playing it there. Um, and I probably, hopefully, I could be able to get get it finished within two to three days. It's like literally once Life is Strange is done, it's back to the PS4. <laughs> Detroit become human, right? And, and getting that ready, you know. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Corey, what have you been playing with Power? I've been playing a lot, actually. And by a lot, I mean I've played a little bit of a lot, um, just because like we, it's been so long since we talked about new games on here that I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna try to play some new games here and try to at least talk a little bit about some of them. Uh, so I played Persona Five Royal on Switch, the first. I don't know, not. I, I haven't played long enough to even really like get into it, obviously, but like I think I played mm. it probably the first hour. Um, I'm really excited to see more, but I have five games on my list right now that I want to play, and I want to make sure I get give this game my full attention. Um, I think it looks really good on the OLED specifically. Uh, it runs great. It looks great. I mean, it's a, 
it's a PS3 game. So, I mean, it's like if it doesn't run well on the Switch, then maybe, I don't know. Uh, Actually, it's a PS4 game. No, it's a PS3 game. came out on PS3 in Japan. Royal? Yeah. Or, no, no, the original one did. Oh, I thought it was uh, PS4. The, the Persona 5, the original, came out on PS3 in Japan. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, that can't be it because uh, Persona Strikers came out for Switch. And, jo- and Smash Brothers uh, came out for, uh, I mean, when Joker came to Smash, Persona 5 was on PS4. Amazon, Persona 5, PlayStation 3, Standard Edition, 1999. That's weird. It's not that weird. It came out. It, yeah, it, have... it didn't come out here on PS4. Or on PS3, I mean. It only came out okay. on PS4 here. But in Japan, because so many people... Uh, or remember the PlayStation four only came out here that first, like in the first couple months, they allotted all of their shipments of PS four to mm-hmm. the United States and, uh, Europe in Japan. It didn't come out until like six months later or four months later or something. And so a lot of the bigger games that were being released on PS four at the time had to come to PS three like Persona 5, which came out, uh, it came out in Japan before it came out here. Uh, and they had to accommodate for both consoles. So. Uh, and then Royal, but did Royal come out for PS3 or just PS4? I, don't, I think Royal was only on PS4, but PS4. the original okay. was only on PS3. Anyway. That's, that's uh, yeah, I, I just didn't know that it came out in Japan on PS3. I always thought mm-hmm. that it was a PS4 uh, release yeah so um it looks good it runs good i mean you can like when you put it on the tv you can definitely tell there's some uh what do you say modifications to make it run on the switch but overall it really gives me the same vibe as tokyo mirage sessions um i mean they're essentially the similar games right like uh it's very good i would recommend it i'm going to kind of it's on my list to finish it's not where i'm going right now because there are two other games on my list right now uh, uh have you been have you been listening to the music of personify a little bit or not i mean okay. you know me i'm not a big music person so uh i don't really you know anyways I've been also been playing uh, near Automata, which I have played about an hour of, and I really enjoy it. I'm actually kind of shocked that I enjoy it as much as I do, just because like sometimes you look at these games that the games media hypes up, right? And like, mm-hmm. like you know, a lot of them kind of either have revisionist history or you know, pack hunt these reviews and be like everybody likes it and if you don't like it you're not allowed to be part of the group or whatever right so it's like oh i better say i like it because you know (laughs) uh but so far i like it i think the action is is great uh there's a lot of different camera angles thrown at you all at once like the i mean (laughs) spoilers i guess for a five-year-old game at this point but like the game doesn't start out in a third-person action 
game. It starts out as a as a shmup, pretty much, and like yeah, you know, that part was really cool. I knew about that, right? Like, so I actually kind of know a lot of the story of this game because I was never planning on playing it. Um, and a lot of the podcasts that I listen to have done spoiler casts on this game, so I've heard the story and the spoilers like three or four times at this point. So like, I know all the main story beats and how. You know, you don't get the full story until you play it like three or four times and all these, all the things, right? Yeah. Uh, But the gameplay is actually like really solid and fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing more. Uh, It looks incredible on the Switch. It doesn't look like it's lost anything on the Switch. It's... um, you know, it, it all the graphical fidelity is there. It runs at a very smooth thirty frames a second. Um, I know, <laughs> I know, we'll probably talk about that later. But uh, very smooth thirty frames a second. No texture pop in really. Um, mm. It's just a very nice looking game, and it's probably one of the best ports on the Switch since I would say The Witcher. And, like, The Witcher made a lot of sacrifices for that game to run on the Switch, right? But this game doesn't look like yeah. it really sacrificed anything, you know? Uh, aside that from... Day we we were talking about that, Corey, that uh, Virtuoso was the one now that people say is the one to look out for yeah. porting games on Switch. Yeah, I mean, they've always... Uh, Virtuous has done a really good job of porting games, right? Like, they did the Final Fantasy um, games, all the Final Fantasy games they've done... Uh, but and they they I think they did the Bayonetta one port, um, and so like they did a really really nice job with this game, and I'm super impressed with the way it looks, especially because like the next game I'm going to talk about, you can definitely tell it's a third party game, right? So, um, mm. kudos to them, man, for porting this this game so well. <laughs> it's it's one of the most unexpected releases, um. It's not because nobody was. Though. They announced it in 2019, and nobody paid attention. No, but the, but the thing about it is because this, when it came out for e, at E3 that it was coming on Xbox and like Square Enix messed that announcement up. Um, nobody was thinking about Near Automata. A lot of people were still trying to get other people to play. Hey, Xbox players, mm-hmm. Near Automata is coming to your system. Go play it. Well, so, I think if you th- was in next. Yeah, we wasn't just expecting a big game like that to come to Switch. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the this game had, I think this game really benefited from like word of mouth, right? Because it didn't see a lot, mm-hmm. it didn't see really big sales until like this game has had a really long tail to it in terms of sales, right? And yeah, um, then you know Xbox got it for Game Pass, which I think drew a lot of players in, and people started buying it for PlayStation, like the. DLC and people were just kept talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And then the near replicant came out, which, you know, put a whole new light on the franchise and now a switch version. It's, it's great. If you haven't played it yet and the switch is your jam, this is, this is a great version. You know, you know, sometimes we, yeah, I think, <clears throat> go ahead. Sorry. 
Oh, I think a lot of people have put it on uh, to buy list. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a high recommendation from a lot of like outlets and stuff mm-hmm. um, for reviews and everything. And they were just surprised. Uh, yeah, I got my copy. Uh, people were just surprised that um, on how great it runs. Like mm-hmm. if you look at a lot of the reviews, it's like a lot of eight point fives and nine point fives and nines. Like it really got a, a lot, lot of places. A lot of places gave the Switch version a perfect ten. <clears throat> oh, I, IGN, really? Nintendo Life. Uh, I think Game Informer gave it a nine five. I think you know. I mean, this version is not anything to slouch at and i think Mm -hmm. i think if you're looking for great japanese games on the switch right now october is the month for you right with near and persona and now bayonetta in a couple days right like good good japanese action is (laughs) is available to you (laughs) sorry i was just thinking of a joke from from work funny we have oh, wow. we have this we have this joke at work uh, for potential clients called hot maybes. <laughs> it's just for some reason it crossed my mind and made me laugh. Sorry. Um, so yeah, near Automata, definitely, definitely a must buy. I think for for Switch, if you like third person action games, um, a little on the difficult side, I would say a little bit, not not too bad but you know it's it's definitely uh you gotta keep your eyes on a swivel and especially Mm -hmm. if if you're not used to this type of camera angle switching and that kind of thing um but yeah near automata switch get it it's good very 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 good uh the third new game on my list is mario plus rabbids uh sparks of hope and let me tell you this game it looks it looks good this game definitely shows that Nintendo is definitely a company that knows how to utilize their hardware, and a lot of other people have a difficult time making games look great on the console. Um, not saying that there's anything wrong with how Mario Plus Rabbids looks. It's just like a lot of the textures look flat. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you compare the mo- the Mario motto in the- model in this game compared to, like, Mario Odyssey... It looks like they're running on two completely different consoles, you know. Um, but wasn't Rabbits on Xbox though? Uh, Rabbits, you know. Yeah, uh, Rabbits well, was started on Wii. Raving okay. Raving Rabbits started on Wii, and then Rayman is multi-platform, which is where this kind of spawned from. Uh, also, mm. very cool, by the way. Rayman is going to be a character in this game as a DLC character, if you buy the season pass, yeah. very excited for that. But, uh, and then like, there's all these weird rabbits party games for Xbox and connect and PlayStation and Wii and Wii U. Like they're just everywhere. Uh, but Mario and Rabbids is a switch exclusive because it has Mario in it, obviously. So, um, yeah, but the gameplay is actually really solid. Uh, I think this game is a wonderful strategy RPG, right? Like the the big ma- the major change with this game compared to the first one is there's a couple new characters, but there's also instead of the tile based grid based strategy that was in the first one, they give you like this little area to free roam in in every battle, uh, so you're not stuck to a grid, 
and mm. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I do. Um, it definitely adds a little bit more. Uh, it makes the battles feel a little bit more kinetic. It definitely makes uh, moving into cover easier um, just because like sometimes you would get stuck in this tile set where you needed to be behind cover in the first one and you were like one square away. Whereas even if your little bubble that you can move around in is like kind of touching this, this block that you need to be in cover, you can get into cover and it's like a really nice, really nice thing. Um, they switched up some of the ways that characters use weapons too. Like um, Mario has the, the this cool like dual wielding kind of laser gun thing. Luigi has a sniper bow, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's just so so stupid and funny. Um, Rabbit Peach uh, is is a healer. She does these really good healing moves she's not really an attack character but i mean she has attack moves but she's really more of like a hey we need a healer in our party this is what they're designated as um i'm in the first area the beach area i haven't unlocked Hmm. the third character slot yet which is weird like i can only use two characters um right now still but i've been wandering around this beach area uh doing there's actually like side quests and stuff in this game now so i've been doing a lot of the side quests leveling up my characters and uh i've been using luigi and rabid luigi a lot because they're the best uh probably shouldn't pair them together (laughs) in all honesty but um yeah they're the best characters they're my favorite characters at least right now um so yeah that's that game it's great if you like the first one you're definitely gonna like this one there's nothing really revolutionary about it so far, uh, but definitely more great strategy RPG. I mean, that first game was such a surprise, and this is... It's no surprise that this game is better than the first one, right? Yes. Uh, sure. So, yeah, this game's awesome. My one minor complaint is that, like, it just it just doesn't look like I want it to, you know, like I said, the textures Mm -hmm. are kind of flat a little bit. And like, I get, again, it might just be like an art direction thing or something, but like, I wish it looked a little better, but that's just like a real minor complaint. I think the game plays well. I think the characters look cool and fun and the writing is great. Uh, the, the characters actually talk now and they like make fun of each other. And, um, spoilers, I guess for the very first thing you do in the game like uh rabid mario losses overalls and he won't come out of a bush because he's embarrassed that he's naked and like you have to go find his overalls and it's really funny <laughs> the writing around that's pretty funny so uh but other than that i played some tony hawk <laughs> because tony hawk's hey. fun man dude tony hawk tony hawk pro skater one and two on the switch is so good. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's so good the soundtrack's good Oh my gosh, it takes me back to like the 90s and just oh, so that soundtrack's so good. And then I I'm trying to finish Link's Awakening as well. I have a lot. Yeah. I have a lot of games to play. Got a lot to finish. Yeah. So. What it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Also, I need to get back to Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> Haven't finished that. There's a few other Same. things. We got I mean, if we're going to have a big game of the year discussion, guys, we got to I got to get on the horse and play some games that came out this year, you know, because mm-hmm. time time's running uh-huh. out. Got like two months. 
She PlayStation's gonna be easy. It's between Horizons and uh, Forbidden West or God of War. Mm. Well, <laughs> if they play anything like the, the their previous games, Horizon wins for me. But I don't have a PlayStation, so uh, not playing them. Maybe I'll get one of them the... fancy Steam decks and play that when they come out there. I, I, <laughs> I want a played... Steam deck. I I kind of do too, but like also. That's a lot of money to spend on just like <laughs> I don't like for me this for me the Steam Deck is like an accessory that PC gamers buy to play mm-hmm. their PC games on the go, you know? Which Cordy, I know you play PC games so it makes sense for you. For me, yes. My Steam library has 3 games in it. And so like mm-hmm. and two of them are not compatible with the Steam Deck because of anti-cheat stuff like Destiny not okay <laughs> and uh roller coaster tycoon <laughs> so <gasps> I, I, I could I make a steam deck my roller coaster tycoon machine oh snap i don't know but which one the first one i will oh. also no, two is also acceptable roller coaster tycoon roller coaster tycoon is actually probably the better game also acceptable roller coaster i mean if you're doing the or you're doing the campaign stuff. I can understand. Yeah. No, I'm doing. I'm just. I'm. Because I love fun. three for. I love three for just making roller coasters. I I don't like three at all. I put so many hours into one and two that when three came out, it just like it broke my brain that it wasn't the same, and so I just well, didn't it, play. Also, I play... got three. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Well, everybody, we have an optional opinion. Me and Corey talking about Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh my gosh! Um, can we can we do an expansion pass on Roller Coaster Tycoon? Can we stream I, Roller Coaster Tycoon together and build a theme park together? Oh, I can see yeah. it. Do I it. We will talk about that in the future, everybody. Um, yeah, I yeah, I did three just because of the of the options to build roller coasters without no kind of financial limit or anything. Here's here's the thing though, like I, so, when I switched from PC to Mac, I went to the store and automatically tried to buy Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it's not available on Mac. Only Roller Coaster oh. Tycoon Three is available on Mac, and I'm like, this is garbage. Where's Run and Two? So you know what I did? I got really upset and never played Roller Coaster Tycoon again until. My desktop is boot camped into Windows. I was just about to say that too. <laughs> and then I played some Roller Coaster Tycoon. Now I had to buy a special mouse because the 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 Apple mouse only has one button on it and like a swipe pad on top. Uh-huh. So I had to buy the two button mouse with the rolly ball in the middle to like, you know, actually play it correctly. Worth it. Worth it. Best best sixteen dollars I ever spent in my life. Six dollars yeah. on roller coaster tycoon deluxe, ten dollars on a mouse, good to go. Yeah, if you're, if you're doing the campaign, the campaigns, yes, one or two is the best. But if you're I just only, like me. I only like that first level, and I only play the first level, and then when my park <laughs> gets too full, I start over <laughs> on the first level. Yeah, I can understand. But of course, that off what you've been playing. Yeah, I know we spent a long time on that, but it was I got really excited because this is the first time I've played new games in like a long time. So, yeah. 
Well, quickly for me, everybody, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I'm close to the end. I'm just doing some side quests, so I did make it to Chapter 7. Um, I did get some stuff revealed uh, while playing it. I'm just like, okay, this was suspected, but seeing it happen was exciting. Um, so I'm doing that. Uh, last but not least, uh, I am playing Alan Wake Remake, but not the Switch version. I am playing Ooh. it this, on Series X. Um Crazy that that got an unexpected, like just like a just. Well, we will talk about that in family news. I know we are, but man, Uh, because that, yeah, that, yeah, we'll talk about that in family news. (laughs) Um, Well, because I I bought it from Best Buy because they only had it for like twenty dollars, the remake. Uh, So I ordered it and got and picked it up. Uh, No, it actually got shipped to me. so I had it, and I'm just like, you know what? I need to start this game because I beat the original version on Xbox One, uh, and I had a hard time seeing everything because it was really dark. Uh, and it may have been my TV. Um, this remastered one, I guess it's more clearer in a sense. I, I could like see it, and I'm just like, okay, this is. Uh, I'm able to play this game now, uh, and I've, I I put it on. I already beat it before, but I put it on easy for this man campaign. Uh, I I can't wait to do the the DLC because I never did that part of the game, so the DLC is going to be new to me. And I I'm kind of just like, man, do I wait for another sale for uh for control? to play on series x like the series x version uh even though i beat the game on xbox one it's like ah do i spend the 20 dollars if they do it on sale i don't know and stuff because uh, i it sucks that my old copy it doesn't give me the newer version and everything um because i want to see how it plays the series x version actually plays on the series x oh you mean um, like alan wake doesn't you mean like the 360 version uh for control oh for control yeah yeah i ended up just buying the series x version of control by the way that game like i think if i would have played it originally on the on, like the series x version as opposed mm-hmm. to the xbox one version like i would have had a much better time with that game because that was my big problem was that game was like stuttery and so much yeah. was going on on screen that it just like it just it it ruined the experience for me like the switch cloud version played way better for me than the xbox one version. yes not that like and i recommend buying cloud versions of games but they did provide it a hour-long demo and it was like demo. way better and i and i wonder if the series x fixed a lot of the problems yeah yeah well that it, it runs at a smooth six it runs at a locked 60 frames instead of a stuttering 30 it has That's good. Uh, more particle effects in the uh, the environment and in the powers. Um, there's mm-hmm. ray tracing in it, so like all the lighting effects are way better. Uh, and the okay. character and the character models are cleaner. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you because haven't, played... I know them. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say uh, because of like when I every time I pause and unpause, it was stutter. Mm-hmm. And I tried to move. Yeah, that was so a big was thing too. Is like, yeah, that was the big thing too. Is like when you pause the game and you unpause it, it had to like load the game back in. Yeah. So and plus, I I haven't I didn't do the DLC for that because I want to do that one too. Uh, I just want to because I know Alan Wake Two 
is coming, and I kind of want to get ready for that. Uh, so that's why I'm playing like this remaster. And yeah, there's uh, a big scary the bug. X. There's a big scary bug in front of me on on the wall right here, and I don't know if I should kill it or cry. Cry. Oh. I'm gonna cry, and then I'm gonna kill it, and then I'm gonna cry some more. Uh, but but go ahead, Corey. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say, if you haven't played Control, play Control. It's 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 a great game, and it's on sale. I think it's on sale. It, let me preface it this way. If you have a nice PC, an Xbox Series X, or a PlayStation 5, play Control. If you don't, okay. wait till you get one of these console, these boxes that can handle it. I'm going to murder this bug real quick. So, um, I don't know. Ed, keep talking. Entertain people don't, while I die. Don't moot yourself. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So, that's uh, kind of what I've been doing, like, play. Um I, I still got my near and like I, I was telling you guys, um, I'm getting my steel case for Mario Rabbits. Um, that's what happened with my Mario and Rabbits Sparks of Hope. So I went Sunday to go pick it up at Best Buy. Yeah. And, you know, I was just like, da, 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 da. I'm going to get my game. I'm playing when I get home, talk about it. I get there and they can't find my copy. Oh, no. <sighs> and I'm like, oh. Okay, so I'm just standing there. I don't have to be at work until four and stuff. And so the lady was gonna was going to cancel my copy, but if she canceled it, my steel case got got canceled. So I was just like, well, is there a way to just have it shipped to me? Because like you guys are good when it comes to shipping. Like I could order something and it'll be here within two days. <laughs> like at my house. Like you guys don't right. play. She's like, like, yeah. So She's just like, I could do that, but it won't be there till Friday. I'm like, that's great. Because the thing about it is, I just got to pick up, I got to pick up Bayonetta from you guys. When I get home, my Mario Rabbits will be there. I'm off on the Saturday. I'm going to have my pizza. I get to nerd out for the weekend. Like, that. Right. that is my goal. So, um, everything is going to work out just fine. And like I said, she was just like, shoot, you might even get it by Wednesday or Thursday. I'm like, I'll, I know I'll get it. I would and they you don't ended know up what getting happened. it, right? No. Oh not yet. So, okay. Right. So it's it's already paid for. They're just gonna ship it to me. They couldn't find a copy or anything. Okay. No, normally you would think that okay, if they scan it out and give it to me, that would be fine. But that's not how their system works. So if they cancel it, then I lose out on the steel case. Um so, but I'd rather get that that collector's edition, that collector's steel case, because uh, that's what my Persona Five is. Five is that's what's coming up late, uh, and everything. It's the collector's edition for Switch, um, and that's not coming into this Wednesday. So, like, pretty much get my steel Tuesday, my Persona Wednesday, uh, and my Mario and Bayonetta Friday, and then to turn around. And I, I, I was just like, yeah, I'm getting this stuff. Or you need to turn around to be like, yeah, I'll be back in a couple of weeks to get my Sonic and God of War. <laughs> they were just like, well, we'll see you there. Like that, the best one that I go to, the employees should know me by now. Every time they see me, they be like, oh, he's picking up video gang. Like, right. I, 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 I'm sorry, Target. I'm sorry, Amazon. Y'all had y'all chances. Can't do it. See, yeah, I never I have a pro- I never have a problem with Amazon. Ever, Amazon Amazon has jacked up all my. They have delayed my releases, my pre-orders. They have lost my pre-orders, and I'm just like, there's no way that I pre-order a game 
from you guys two months ahead and then I get it 10 days after the game release. Yeah. Like that that shouldn't happen at all. Every in regardless Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> we have that time down so good. <laughs> we do. It's going to be a TikTok for sure. Uh, uh-ohs. Yeah. An uh-oh montage. Okay. Uh-oh. And uh, when are you going to get that fixed? <laughs> I am getting I Once I see what my check is this mm-hmm. Thursday, mm-hmm. I should have a new computer by then. Maybe you should stop buying all these video games. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if I bought you all of these video games? Then what? I don't know. I'd send them back. <laughs> you know how I feel about you sending me things. It Just make sure me. they're open before sending them to him so you can at least play it and then send it back to him. Be like, look, I didn't want this, you know? No. <laughs> <It's> my shipping. <laughs> uh. he, he'll, hate, he'll hate me and then love me and then hate me because he's loving me. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, update on the bug situation, by the way. I killed it with my Switch case. Terrible decision, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, I smashed it because like right in front of me, we don't use, there's a door right here, but we don't use it. Um, so I kind of use it as like a bulletin board slash whatever. Um, but the door has like these little like cracks, like, I don't know, pallet crack things in it. I don't know, like yeah. an old timey Western swinging door type thing. Right. And, uh, okay. it, fell, it fell in between one of theirs and, and my shoes are on the other side of the door and I'm afraid it fell on one of my shoes. So that's going to be an adventure tomorrow. <laughs> Anyways, <coughs> good times. Yes, bugs. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going to have a lot to talk about with playing with power next week, everybody. Um, I, I, oh, it's going to be games galore for me. So uh, great. We're at, we're <clears throat> at, uh, with that, everybody, it's time for Femi News. No, it's not. You missed the segment. Ah. Before we get into Femi News, everybody, I apologize. Query. Mm. <laughs> You have some show and tell. No, I need some enthusiasm for show and tell. Ed. Let's try this okay. again. Everybody, oh. it is time oh. for show and tell. Oh. Yes. That was better. Corey, you have some show and tells to show us. I do. So I got got me that near physical edition. Wow. Oh, no. It's mm. good wow. stuff. Good stuff right there. And Persona 5 physical edition. Ooh. Yeah. Everybody oohs and ahs, right? So here's the kicker. I'm leaving them sealed. No. Because <laughs> I also purchased the digital version so I can leave <laughs> these sealed. Here's the thing. Every physical video game I've purchased in the last... Since I started buying physical games again, every physical game I've had is sealed. And tell your kids know how to grab them. Mm, nope, they're in a door with a lock on it, and uh, not get it. <laughs> I am still waiting for my Shredder's Revenge from Limited Run Games. Oh, I got that too. I forgot. I put it on the shelf. I got that too. Which one did you get? The rich, the I just got the game regular one. I, I'm okay. not doing collectors, dude. That for 150 dollars, that collectors edition was trash. Oh, I I got like the eighty dollar one. I mean, that's even worse. Uh, yeah, let you yeah. get less trash. Congratulations. 
<laughs> well, because I'm 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 waiting for that one. I'm waiting for my stray collection. Uh, Does come it come with a real cat? That would have been I hilarious. What if the stray collector's edition was just a stray cat that they found and they just sent it to you? Then they, then I feel gypped because I have 19 different stray cats around in my house. <laughs> Me, I'm in that night. Well, look, you already got, your, gonna, you got look, your collector's one edition. Day, one day, I'm going to hit one of them with some soy sauce or some teriyaki sauce in a bag of rice if they keep me out when at night. They'll probably thank yeah, you. They're probably hungry. Tuna. Girl, I need that tuna. To, <laughs> I need that tuna to make my sushi. <laughs> to roll it up. Oh, no. So, yeah, no, but I, I just... Man, these limited run, like, they used to be so cool and quaint and stuff. And now, like, I almost feel like limited run is doing these things that just, like, aren't. You might as well just buy, like, the collector's edition of the game when it comes out anyway for a different console. It just, I don't know. It just, the Turtles well, one, the Turtles one to me, as big as a Ninja Turtles fan as I am, mm-hmm. that Ninja Turtles uh, limited run collection was really disappointing. Like, it was just, like. I don't I don't need trading cards. I don't need pins. I I would I would like like I don't know, maybe a the game comes in a a turtle wagon, you know? Right. Like <laughs> well, with them now being brought by that one company, like I I really hope they turn it around because I'm just like I hope you guys be able to produce more of your copies in a quicker rate. Like even collectors or just original, and get them shipped to people. You know, it shouldn't be almost a year after that game comes out, mm-hmm. and then people are starting to get it. You know, because you can't say it's financial troubles. Because if you got to all the wretches that you got out that you put has been sold out, you should be able to use that money to get those copies made and then sent out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know, uh, the reason why your business is big now is be is because your physical stuff for Switch. Like those were sell out before the PlayStation or even well Xbox don't really count yet until they start doing something. But your 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 Nintendo Switch versions are going to sell out if, and that's where most of your money is being made. Yeah, well, you know, uh oh, good for them. Good for them, you know. So, I mean, good for them being purchased and whatever. I just, I don't know. I remember how excited I was when I found a copy of like Super Meat Boy and Ukulele mm-hmm. from Limited Run, right? And like, just having a physical version of those games was like, oh, this is what this company is doing. And now they're doing like these big, huge, like, dude, they did a Limited Run physical Super Edition of Doom Eternal. Come on, that's, come on, Doom Eternal sold ten million units. That's not limited. Okay. Right. I get the Switch version, like, didn't have a physical run initially, but, like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Anyways, that's my yeah. rant about Limited Run. I'm glad that they're successful. I don't want, I don't want anybody, you know, get me wrong there. I'm just saying, like, I feel like they're starting to try a little bit too hard compared mm. to what they were and, like, what they were to, even, even two years ago was, like, something special right where they are publishing these little indie games and giving you know these games uh, an extra boost because people like to collect physical copies of their favorite games yeah right? and you know yeah. like 
Hyperlight Drifter, Ukulele, Super Meat Boy, and Plus Plus. Like these games had physical editions from Limited Run, and it was super special. And now, like, you know, it just doesn't. They're trying too hard, and it doesn't feel as special. You know. So yeah, I don't know. That's that's my yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, it's now time for Femi News. Yeah, it is. Corey, so, take it away. All right, so there's not a, there's not a lot of news here. Okay, so we're just going to kind of blow through some of this stuff. Uh, so initially I have here, Bayonetta 3 developers respond to voice actor dispute in an official statement. Uh, but then some other statements came out after I had this. And then she came out and made another statement. And long story short somebody wasn't telling the entire truth and it wasn't the company developing the game uh oh so or publishing the game yeah so again i want everybody to be treated fairly i think the, st- the statistics we brought were pretty valid i know crossroads talked about it that week as well we talked about a little bit on Boss Rush podcast a little bit. Uh, other podcasts were, you know, bringing up certain like, okay, well, a thousand dollars per session for new people, twenty five hundred to three thousand for veteran, like you know, not big names but veterans in in voice acting. Uh, she was a little bit more than a veteran, so she got offered a little bit more over four or five sessions so like four thousand dollars over five sessions would be you know twenty thousand dollars for five sessions which is you know mm-hmm. i don't know and you know it, it regardless of whether or not you thought that was a lot of money or not and if that was a fair treatment or not the fact is she kind of lied about it allegedly we don't know gotta say allegedly too i don't feel like getting sued uh allegedly lied about it and now things are coming out like filings and paperworks and ndas saying that she was offered more Mm-mm. so you know look Je- uh jennifer hale i hope does a great job with her from all accounts she is but i i really hope that people apologize to jennifer hale I really hope because threat, sending threatening messenger messages to her and offending her was literally to somebody who had nothing to do with unfair. it. Exactly, and I, I'm not great. And it's great that she put out her statement and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And she just like I can't respond to anything because of ND, uh, her NDA, which I I respected and everything, but it was just like she shouldn't get the blunt of your upset of something that we don't fully know we heard one side of the of the situation that really came out of nowhere and now we're then we get some more stuff revealed like everything got unrevealed and people just grabbed people jumped on her people jumped on nintendo people jumped on platinum uh yeah it was just like it was just like well i'm canceling my pre-order because and i'm and i'm just like Wait to the full story. Good, cancel your because... pre-order. Maybe my pre-order will come on time. Dude, right. all or the faster? people, who, <laughs> all the people who canceled it, 
it sold out on Amazon. Other stores were selling out. People were just mm-hmm. like, I'm still going to go get go get my copy. Regardless of what's going on, I'm still going to get it. Because we don't know the full story. And this is just, it was a bunker Saturday of all of this happening. Because she didn't have to say anything. Why did you wait for all of this time when this game's about to come out for you to say something? Mm-hmm. You weren't you weren't under any kind of contract. They offered you something. You turned the offer down. You yeah. had time to literally say something. It had been five years that this game been in development mm-hmm. until we actually see something. And when we even actually seen Bayonetta and heard the voice and everything, you. Uh oh. Uh oh. There you are. We're back. <laughs> Hi. Wow. Uh, so it, all staying in the episode, guys. Not not <laughs> not taking any of it out. Uh, so it's kind. Of, it's so it it just feels that Jennifer Hill was treated unfairly. Oh yeah, y'all want to get on Kamiya and the way that he is. Yeah, I mean, I, I look. Regard. I mean, regardless of what you think of this entire situation, he's still like not the greatest guy on social media, right? Like his social media presence is negative at best, right? I mean, he's just like, I don't know, but you can't, you can't blame platinum or Nintendo for not at least providing the facts, right? Or at least not Mm -hmm. lying. You can think what they offered her still is unfair. You can think whatever you want about that aspect, but like she ultimately allegedly lied about this. So, you know, I don't know. It's... And who's going to donate $60? No disrespect to any charities over there, but like $60? I know. What's $60 going to do? It's like it's like when you go to the zoo and you buy a souvenir for your child and they, do you want to round up to the next dollar? What's what's my 37 cents going to do? Buy like yeah. three pellets of food for your ostrich over there? I don't know. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Sorry. So it's my closest yeah, comparison. It's, <laughs> it's just I hope people just uh, went and apologize and, you know, be excited for the game and everything. And also, I'm going to say, don't jump on Helena Taylor. You know, don't attack her. Don't attack anybody. She said. Don't yes. attack. And we're not, I don't, I don't think we're attacking anybody either right here. I'm, at least I'm tr- not doing it on purpose. If you think I am, tell me. But, like, don't attack anybody. Like, they're maybe she thinks she's telling the truth. You know I mean? Like there's also those people who think that like what they say is the truth, even though like there's facts stating that they're wrong, you know? I mean, and I think we all agree that we want people to be treated fairly. And yes. that also includes the companies that are being questioned. You know, I think we should yep. all treat everybody fairly. I know that the world doesn't work like that and it's a shame that it doesn't, but you know, and and also you have to take into consideration too like on the pay thing like a lot of voice actors do their own acting as well like in mocap suits and uh extra facial capture work to get their facial movements down right and everything right and and for something like bayonetta it's literally just the voice acting you know it's it's not Mm -hmm. moving in the mocap suit it's not interacting with others they're in a booth you know and and I'm not saying 
one is harder than the other, right? I'm just, I'm saying, I think one warrants a little bit more pay than the other, you know? Yeah. So anyways, that's, uh, the cap on that. I will be buying Bayonetta on Friday when it comes out. Um, kind of nice is already paid for i saw by the way i was watching the new gameplay today stuff on game informer with with viola the new character Mm -hmm. dude her sections of the game look way cleaner and way better than anything we saw in those initial trailers that game like it looks awesome it's reminding me of dmc like old school dmc i'm like oh yeah let's let's do this this looks awesome i'm I'm oddly excited for Bayonetta 3 now that I watched that. That 15-minute segment in particular. Super cool. Um, Let's see. Where do we go from here? Uh, Nintendo 64 expansion pack has expanded its offering to Mario Party 1 and 2. Um, I wonder if you can still mail in for those special glo- <laughs> gloves so you don't get blisters. <laughs> uh yeah, I know Ed remembers the special gloves for Mario Party. Uh, yep. Cordy, do you remember the special gloves? No. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. I don't. Like, so there was this what was it, the tug of war mini game where you had to like spin yeah. spin the analog stick as fast Hit as you all. could to pull it. And a lot of people were using yeah. the palms of their hands and just doing this on the analog oh my stick. Gosh. And they were getting big circle blisters on their hand. So much so that so much so that like a- anybody with a proof of purchase of Mario Party had like you could write in a Nintendo, they would send you a Mario Party glove so that you could play oh, the game cool. without getting blisters. Yeah. So Yeah. I wonder if you could still do that. That'd be kind of cool to still do yeah that'd be hilarious they should just send those gloves out now with the n64 controllers yeah that you can't buy because <laughs> it's nintendo why would why would they make more than like four of them you know <laughs> and also <laughs> who would want more than two you know yeah, true. definitely not this guy who is <laughs> ocd and knows the nintendo 64 has four controllers ports on it and needs four Nintendo 64 controllers, even though he doesn't have four friends to play Nintendo 64 games with anymore. Still want four. Nintendo will not let me buy two more because I've already reached my limit. Anybody Why not play? use another account? I could, but... Could. Same card, different name? I could, but that, that would require me to buy, spend 20 more dollars. Maybe I will. Bucks. You know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. It'll be a burner account. Um, <laughs> wow. Ed or Cordy, are you going to be playing Mario Party 1 and 2 on your Nintendo Switch? I am, yeah. Maybe. I don't know yet. Mm. I won't it's, know until Christmas. Yeah. It's <laughs> been a while since I've been able to play it. Uh, so, you know, it's just to relive those memories of playing this game. Yeah, I am I'm gonna be playing it one or two. Maybe we'll play online. We'll stream it. Man. Stream it. Mario I think still today, I think Mario Party Four for GameCube, I think that's the best one for me. Mm. I love yeah. Mario Party Four. I didn't play one or two. I played four though. Mm. Two is I'll often looked at as the best one. Uh yeah. I've I played them a lot because this is when Hudson Soft was making the games. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have a, a lot of affinity for four and five as well on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, I know six and seven, you had to use that weird microphone and nobody really wanted to use it. 
No, yeah. cuz that's weird. I might play it. I might play with my kids. I don't know. We'll see. I'm trying to find that path into the games for my kids. Play with me, Corsa, or do you give me claps? No. No. Wait, what? No. <laughs> yes. Come, play. I need and I, I love your clap support. Uh all right. So speaking of games that have dropped on Switch, Alan Wake Remastered got a random drop this week on the console. Digital only. First of all, I know a lot of people aren't happy about that, but um, we knew this was coming. We just didn't know when, and this was co- quite the month to drop this in. You know, cause we, we've so already talked about how, how many games have been. Uh, and the price is weird too. It's twenty three ninety nine. It's mm. just such like a weird. Yeah, because it's a twenty. It's a twenty percent off. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because it's twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, that this was weird. Like, why would you drop this out of the blue without no mention of a date or anything? I think I think a lot of people like impulse buy things when they see things, mm-hmm. especially older games and especially Switch ports of older games. Right? Like, you know, Alan Wake is like what twelve or fifteen years old at this point. Like, yeah. I I, th- I think the Switch is a great port machine, and I think when a third-party port gets announced, people get excited. And now, you know, and it's available right now is a great marketing line for games for people to impulse buy. You know, we see a lot of that with indie games uh, during Nintendo Directs. We see a lot of that with, you know, other titles. So I think it was a smart marketing idea. I don't know how well it did. I know reviews are starting to come out, and they're not, it's not getting great reviews, but the first game didn't get great reviews either. So, um, you know, because this is this is I know this is Remedy, but mm-hmm. are, did they also publish it? I don't. Uh, they Remedy. I wonder. Uh, let me see. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, yeah, because it was just. I I think it was what was crazy is that it was it was more confusing. Then people being excited for it. And I know a lot of people weren't talking about it. I think it was oh. just like watching that di- Nintendo Direct. People were shocked that it was happening. Yeah. And so we, I think we probably would have been more ready for it if we had a day. Or when the show for the Nintendo Direct say it's after this presentation or it's releasing this Friday or something like that. If they mm-hmm. would have gave us a heads up, we would have been... Uh, looking forward to getting it. I mean, you dropped it on a day that, like, a lot of people are just not thinking about games and stuff. And if they are thinking about games, they're thinking about stuff for the games of next week. You know, people want to factor in when what they can budget. Yeah. Uh, Epic Games is the publisher, by the way. I forgot that Remedy entered okay. that five-game publishing deal with Epic. So, um, you know, whatever the next control control game is Alan Wake 2 uh I think Remedy has something like four or five games in development so that'll be through Epic 505 is not doing control Mm-mm. that's that's interesting I wonder how that went well I mean I think I think it was just like a one-off deal to get that game out the door you know I mean sure. 505 okay. doesn't necessarily like own a lot of IP they just fund and publish the games, right so yeah. Okay. I don't know. Alan Wake fans, congratulations, I guess. You can take 
your scary spookiness on the go. Also, by the way, um, for those who are unaware, Alan Wake is connected to Control. So if you like Control and didn't play Alan Wake, I mean, it's <laughs> it's not really a secret. One of the DLCs for Control is called the Alan Wake Experience. So, Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Speaking of spooky games... The Evil Dead is invading F- Fortnite for their Fort Nightmares event uh, with a, a skin for Ash from the Evil Dead. So, neat. So cool. Never Ooh. never seen those movies. Fortnite is not a game I play regularly, but skins are cool. Fortnite, uh, I appreciate what they do. I think that game is... I don't think it deserves all the hate that it gets, um, even though I've been one to bash that game a lot over the years. Uh, I've grown as a person to appreciate what that game does, we'll say. <laughs> uh, also, I buy it skins just that I like. For me. Here's the thing. I buy the skins that I like in the game so I can flip through my locker in there and look at the skins and not play the game. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Also, I was really disappointed when Indiana Jones was part of the battle pass. Uh, you had to buy the battle pass and then you had to do the, um, what do you call them? The quests or the missions or whatever mm-hmm. and to unlock him. And I was like, mm, it's too much Fortnite for me. I would rather just buy it. So that movie comes out in June though. So maybe they'll sell it then. Maybe we'll get old cranky Harrison Ford in Fortnite. Yeah. I can see it. So anybody buying the Ash skin for Fortnite? No. Nope. All right. Uh our last story for the day before we uh move on to doc mode and questions. Uh Shredder's Revenge has net twenty two million dollars in revenue thanks to switching game pass. So Back. Uh, that's a big chunk of change for that game. I'm quite happy that that did well. I hope we get a sequel, and I hope we get that AAA game that's rumored next year from Nickelodeon. Although the Whoop. they Nickelodeon works a lot with Game Mill, which kind of turns out questionable content. I'm looking at GI Joe, looking at Ghostbusters, looking at anything. What did they say the GI Joe game was average? They said it wasn't too bad. It was. It exists. Average. It exists. It looks like somebody uh, put Fortnite. Put. It looks like it, they look like rejected Fortnite skins, and they're like, "Let's make a game out of these." <laughs> Anyways, uh, but congratulations to Dot Emu and Shredder's Revenge and Tribute Games. For I wonder how much Gay Pass played a part in it. I'm uh, sure. I'm sure they paid a pretty penny to get that game on Game Pass. Because I know it sold very well on Switch. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people who were pl- uh, planning on buying the game was getting it for Switch. Mm-hmm. Then that means that PlayStation didn't really do anything. That's yeah. I mean, or didn't I, do as much. I yeah, I think. I think the thing is with the with the PlayStation stuff, right? Is that like. If you own an Xbox, you're probably playing on Game Pass. Everybody owns a Switch. Mm. So it's like the perfect Switch game. So like and if you play if you have PC and you have PC Game Pass, like it's already there too. So there's like 
three, I don't want to say better options, but probably three options for some players before PlayStation, you know? Yeah. So you're either playing it on Game Pass somewhere or you're playing it on Switch. I mean, that's my opinion. I don't know how true that is. That's just how my mind is working. So before I, I all you thought, PlayStation people yeah, jump I, on me for being anti-PlayStation. I just I just thought that because this game, every, uh, a lot of people want it, um, that it will all be equal around. I, I think Switch will probably just have the uh, bigger hand because, you know, it's a handheld game and people are looking more forward to this to play it on Switch. Uh, same same thing with the TMT collection, you know. Yeah. People were just like, I'm glad that this is coming. I'll play this on Switch. Yeah, those are nice games to own. Uh, those games are rough though. Oof, boy. Anyways, uh, but that's it for the news. Oh. Uh huh. What's wrong, Ed? What you, you gotta go? Are Nothing. you are you leaving? What's Enough. going on? Enough. Bye. Oh. Did somebody bring you snacks? No. Oh. It's the ghost. Well, it's the ghost. From last <laughs> my week. Mama, yeah. My mom was playing the podcast and she was playing my voice. I'm like, uh. <laughs> That's nice that your mom listens to your podcast. Hi, mom. Uh, my mom does not. She asked me if I still do my internet shows. I say yes, mom. So, <laughs> anyways, it's time for for docked mode. Ed, do you want to take it? Do you? Do you... No, I let you take this. Uh, one. Okay, it's time for docked mode. Okay, so okay, that was like no energy. You're right. You gotta give us this energy. is your thing. Um, look, okay, so this week's docked mode, we're just gonna kind of like we've gotten a few new listeners over the last couple weeks or months, and we haven't really done this topic in a while. So we're just going to kind of reintroduce ourselves. And obviously Cordy is new to the show anyway, so probably should tell somebody about her. Uh, (laughs) uh, But we're going to just going to talk about like, going to go one by one, like what our gaming habits are, what our favorite games and genres are. And, franchises and kind of reintroduce our gaming life to the world because it's been a while it's been i don't know probably over 100 episodes i think so uh, yeah <laughs> so i mean fry time i'm sure somebody's news listened in the last two years <laughs> so uh cordy we're gonna start with you Ooh, since okay. you're the newest um... Hi, I'm Courtney. Um, they say my name's Courtney, which I mean it is. And my last name's Wood because it's on my Skype and I need to change it. But that's okay. Uh, I'm a digital marketer. Uh, I have like my own business thing, but I'm still kind of working on it, which is kind of fun. Um, I'm a cozy gamer. I do Animal Crossing, Life is Strange. Uh, next year, I'm trying some new stuff, but not right now because I'm scared. I'm a big baby. Um, you know what you do when you're scared? You just do it. You just do it. I'll do it next year. Do it. <laughs> do it now. Yeah, next so, Corey, you going to play some horror games? I'll do it next year. <laughs> 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 what 
Look, if somebody votes on it, look, if somebody votes on it and look, here's the thing. I own quite a few horror games and I also have Game Pass, which has a few horror games on it as well. Am I going to go out and buy Dead Space? No. Am I going to go get Callisto Protocol? No. But if it's on sale for like 20 bucks at some point, maybe I'll. I'll look at it. <laughs> you didn't say purchase or download. I said what I said. So we have to have a Twitter poll and you have to have a Reddit poll for you to play scary games. Hmm. Hmm. What would happen is Quirk just would just give it to me be like airplay <laughs> and I'll talk. Y'all just play together. We could yeah. all play together. You know what we could do? We could we could make Cordy play it, and then Ed and I could just sit back and talk while she gets scared of the game. (laughs) Anyways, continue. Sorry. Oh no, that's pretty much it. I'm cozy gamer. But what are your favorite games? What are you? What are you? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so favorite games. Um, let's see. I'd say Animal Crossing right now. Oh, engines from Impact. I've been kind of getting into that now. I really like that. Mm. I like it a lot. That Things I don't like, I'll play though with Fortnite. Mm. I really don't like it though, but I'll play it. Oh, that game is just—it's not coming to Switch. What Genshin Impact? It, they I mean, announced I, it. They yeah. just re-announced it. Yeah, isn't it on there? No, it's not no. on Switch yet. I've actually oh, been, been waiting almost... for the Switch version to the point where yeah, I'm just like, it's for it. not coming. But it—they just re-announced yeah. it though, so. So. That's good, at least. I know Fall Guys is free on the Switch. I've been playing that a lot. It's fun. We should play that one all together. <laughs> hmm. It's not scary. You put a pin in that. Put a pin. <laughs> a Twitter poll. Hmm. Anyways. Well. I don't know. That's it about me. I have not really much... What's your favorite? What's your favorite console of all time? Mm, GameCube. Mm, good choice. More of a childhood kind of thing for me, so I really like that one. That's Worst fair. game system would probably be the Wii U. Oh. <gasps> Slander! Whoa! I don't like it. Why? I'll play Slander. the Wii. I like the Wii. I don't like the Wii U. Why don't you like the Wii U? It has the best there, library of any Nintendo does. console. There was just too many pieces for me. No. <gasps> yes, that oh. Amiibos came up time, and I was like, well, I Cordy, don't want your time here stuff. has been very nice. Uh, we're gonna have okay, to. Okay, bye. <laughs> have to um, <laughs> gracefully exit you from the show. I'll play it. I'm just saying, I don't like the oh. oh, that hurts my soul. I feel like that's something you should have said during the interview, but oh. you know whatever that, that hurts me so bad <laughs> there's just too many pieces no there's not you don't have there's to plug any gagged. of those things in there's just, i'm gagged oh. and my mouth is a gate the library is good yes don't oh. get me wrong the games just the system itself is disgusting oh it looks just like the wii what are you talking about the wii was literally the system and then the controllers 
That's it. There, I don't think you could have played the amiibos on them. Mm-hmm. None of that. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like the amiibos just didn't mm-hmm. do it for me for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I'm saying mm-hmm. towards that. And it's, it was it's you, just too many pieces. It's a tablet, yeah. and then there's a thing you got to plug into the TV. And then, oh, if you want to play a specific character, you got to go and find it. You have a right to your <laughs> opinion. It's too much. No, in this case, it is not okay to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say it is you have mm. a right to your opinion, and mm. I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, that but, hurts so bad. Oh. I, I like the Amiibos on the Switch. Mm. It's the same just, console. <laughs> no. I, it's two things. Boom, mm. boom. And mm. uh, she's hurting my soul. Will you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Be ya. Mm, Don't is... want to be ya. The games are so good. They are good. I They're all the so games. good that they decided to re-release them all on the Switch except for the three best ones. <laughs> yeah. Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Xenoblade Chronicles X. Womp womp. And they should have. They will soon. I love Wind Waker. I know. Mm-hmm. Love them. <sighs> Beautiful. I'm still waiting for Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, specifically Twilight Princess. Waiting. <laughs> I'll wait for it. Is that on the Switch yet? Mm-mm. No. Nope. It's about to be? Nope. Nope. Then Best Buy's lying. I went to Best Buy a few days ago and I saw like they printed up these copy papers for their Switch cases and they had a Twilight Princess one. Hmm. Hmm. She might have unlocked some secret thing. <laughs> yeah, some accidental thing. Um, what if that? What if that's what they announced at the Game Awards this year? It's just those games are and coming best, anyway. Best Buy just done goofed it. That might be the best announcement at the Game Awards in the air. Right, we'll cut the show off. I know. I would turn it off right away and pre-order instantly. <laughs> just saying, throwing that out there. Sorry, sorry, Jeff Keeley. Uh, as much as I like your. Super duper cool game show. Could it go by Zelda? I know is if that happens and I'm at work, text me so I can order it. Um, I would tell the customer I would be back in the next ten minutes on Best Buy right. trying to order. <laughs> um, man, you you hurt my soul on that one, Ed. Right. Well, save me, on. Ed. Save me. Introduce yourself, Ed. Okay, so. I am co-founder of Boss Rush, along with Corey and Jesse. Um, I have been playing Nintendo since like around like 1985. Um, I grew up with the Nintendo consoles uh, throughout the history. The only one that I didn't get, besides like the Famicom and stuff, because I'm a kid, I'm not in Japan, uh, was the Retro Boy. That's the only console that I miss. Um, I've been doing a lot of handheld gaming and uh, console gaming with Nintendo for quite about for 37 years um, with them. Um, Of course, I played all the well-known Mario games, Zelda, uh, Link games, not Zelda, Link games, uh, Metroid games. But, you know, I also grew up with Mega Man and Double Dribble and Metal Gear Solid and Bubble Bobble and things like that. Um, outside of playing Nintendo games, my brother uh, was the Sega kid, so I got to play all the Sega stuff along with him. 
and my mom, she had an Atari in her room. So I used to play games like Pac-Man, War, Pole Position. I had all of that. Um, as time went on, my first game that was non-Nintendo was a Graphics 16 So I got to play Bunk. I got to play uh, Keep Courage and Alpha Zone, uh, Splatterhouse. I uh, uh, I didn't get to play the Bruce Lee one uh, game, but uh, I used to play those games with the Hue card uh, with it. Um, speaking of my brother being the second kid, I played the Hue ga- the card games like uh, My Hero and Ghost House. Um, like I used to play that. Uh, he also had the 3D glasses for Zaxxon 3D and everything. So I used to play that uh, stuff. Um, so I kind of grew up with gaming, like ever since I was five years old. A uh, big arcade player, also um, with it. Uh, but my love for Nintendo has always been there, definitely on my birthdays and Christmas. Um, and sometimes my mom would give a bunch of game and stuff and I would just love it. Uh, when I got, uh, money and everything for my chores or whatever, I used to go to KB tour store and look at the bargain bin and pick games like that. So I actually had Rama half on Super Nintendo mm. for 20 bucks Gross. Uh, as a fighting game. <laughs> uh, and I chose that over Snatcher cause I didn't have to take a CD and stuff. Um, as time went on, as I got, uh, got older, um, I, oh, oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Um, also was a big reader of Electronic Gaming Monthly, so, uh, and Game Pro. Um, I got happy because my mom bought me a Game Pro book, uh, for being an usher in church. And it was the Captain Hook cover. And I just looked at it and I just like, I knew I couldn't read it in church. But when I got home, I just like studied everything. It also had a breakdown of Street Fighter 2 for all the characters and everything. So I was just like, okay. Um, so that's kind of like my little gaming until I got a little bit older and started being able to buy my own systems and stuff. Um, was writing uh, articles and blogs and stuff, not professionally for oneup.com. Um, which used to be owned by Ziff Davis, but that's kind of how I got into game writing um, with that. Uh, Later on, I started doing my own podcast after I I met my friend um, when I used to work at Toys R Us. Uh, I met him. He got me into the podcasting game. uh, And so I have a podcast called Optional Opinion and everything. Um, During that time, I met Corey, uh, through DNA, and we was chatting on Nintendo uh, voice chat on Facebook, and then you know we kind of started following each other. We started kind of talking. Corey asked me to, you know, would you like to do a Nintendo podcast? And years later, this is where I'm at. Here um, we are, still doing it. Who would have thought? Still doing it. Uh, but like my gaming habits and everything i i've always been into video games i used to like konami was the company to me uh there was like well konami and capcom they were the games but when it comes to drawing and art- artwork i used to draw a lot of capcom uh, stuff i used to just try to mimic their style the best way i could i could never draw by myself and everything but when it came to like 
like video games from Capcom's artwork, I used to always draw, not trace over it, like literally draw and stuff. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of my thing. Uh, and then later on, uh, while still working with Corey uh, all these years, getting more to game writing, doing reviews, um, and doing more just podcasts and stuff. So that's kind of like my gaming history about me. Uh, and th- there's more, but you know, I, 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 I just got to move forward quickly. Um, my favorite genres is uh, JRPGs, beat 'em ups, uh, shoot 'em ups, uh, platformers, um, and action adventure. Uh, something so stuff like Metroid or uh, Iconoclast or Castlevania, it's kind of stuff that I like. Um, but I will play Mario Brothers and stuff. Um, I do love sports games, but it's got to be the arcade sports games. Um, stuff like Madden and FIFA stuff, they do nothing for me because they're kind of like real-life sports. It ends up putting me to sleep. So so sorry about that. Um, but And I do love rhythm games, too. I, you know, I, I, that's where Elite Block Ages came from, from Elite Beat Ages. Um, but, you know, Dance Dance Revolution, uh, Guitar Hero, DJ Hero. Um, oh, God, DJ Hero. I forgot that that game existed. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, because I, I and then make my video stuff that I used to hear about with Criss Cross and Mark and Mark and the Funky Bunch. Uh, but, like, if there was a there was one game, like DJ Groove or something that was on PlayStation 2 where you could make your own dance music and house mixes. I actually made a 15 minute track of a house mix on my PS2 and everything because I'm, I'm close to Chicago, so I'm a house head with that and everything. Um, he says a house so, head. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I talk about just shapes and beats and everything, and why I love that game so much is because of that dance music. But then, to equal that, Forza Horizon Four, just the dance station, dance station on there. I love driving around <laughs> just listening to that station, you know. And I, I, I feel like for Xbox, Forza Horizon is kind of like the leading game for Microsoft. I know people love Halo, but man, Force is just powerful uh, mm-hmm. with it. So, uh, to be the, fair, Just Shapes and Beats has a great soundtrack. Just because yes. Tetris Effect too, by the way. Oh, Tetris absolutely. Effect! Tetris Effect is ridiculous on how good it is. You know that game's getting a physical edition for forty dollars in December, and I am purchasing it. Are you I really? Am, mm-hmm. I am, uh, mm-hmm. Are you gonna open it? No. No. I've been, I've been, I've literally been waiting. I mean, because I've been waiting for sales for and everything, and now that is like I got my Bluetooth for my headphones for Switch. I love playing. I get into the zone. Everything is like non-existent to me once I hear, once I can play Tetris and I get into the zone. That's it. Like I used to play that faithfully on my Game Boy and on the NES. I could just spend hours playing it. And I know that's Tetris 99, but man, the music in Tetris Effect, I just be rocking out and just like, man, I'm in it. Like, I just want to hear the beats and stuff, but I'm still trying to make four four lines and all of this and stuff uh, with it. Uh, I I will say uh, one of my favorite franchises, of course, is the Mario series, Legend of Zelda, Link and stuff. Um, I, I think one of my favorite series 
uh, from Nintendo uh, that I that I just gotta you know I gotta say it's it's just Elite Beat Agents. Like I love that game. Elite Beat. A- I'm uh, sorry. Elite Beat Agents and Hotel Dust Room Two One Two or Two One Three. I love mystery games. I I just love them and those. Like some of my favorites, and of course Super Mario 3D World. Like that—that's oh, that game's the best that, 3D Mario game. Oh, I love that game. It, it's it's so top tier. Another game I still need like, to beat because I'm on the last level and I just stopped playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but like those are the kind of games that I love. Like I love Nintendo games. I just love their first party stuff. But like Elite Beat Agents of Hotel Dust Two One Three is is what I love. Um, and I love the Pokemon series too, everybody. So don't act like I don't know because I, I buy a lot of them every time they come out. Uh, I, I will say the worst system that was ever made for me, and I didn't buy the system because of it being the worst, was the Xbox 360. Mm. Uh, I got a lot of heat. You missed a lot of bangers on there. Oh, for sure. I I. I I'm fine with that. Uh, a lot of people missed a lot of bangers because the system kept breaking and red ranking and dying. And mm-hmm. how do you think they sold so many consoles? <laughs> of, of course, like it took four revisions of that system to work. By time the, by time it got to the system that it needed to be, it was Xbox One about around that time. And then that console um, screwed it all up at their launch. So yeah, um, oh, man, talking about a console I, that almost broke Microsoft. <laughs> xbox one launch man oh yeah that was bad yeah uh, I, I think a game that i actually yelled at and that kind of made me cry uh, in the frustration was strider on nes because you couldn't jump you couldn't double jump off the wall mm. you had to do something and it was not working uh batman the video game from the from the movie actually did it right and everything. I was just like, oh, this is so frustrating. And everybody already know what my worst franchise is, so... Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Oh, really? I feel like that game is questionable content, and there's been better open world games. Like, I always talk about Sleeping Dogs. I always talk about Saints Row. Um... Like I, I just think that GTA is a very lazy series. Well, you and can't say that it's lazy. Of, you just don't like it. I mean, it's it's not doing anything. I mean, it's lazy in the it's lazy in the fact that it doesn't leave you in a with any kind of oppression or memory of that game. Like That's, the mm. only. Uh, 156 I mean, million only... people say that you're wrong, Ed. <laughs> but see, and that's the thing about it. That's the thing about it. Yes, it's so well, and it's controversy, but nothing that was created in the game, no one talks about. Like the, the single player, like the main campaign, have not no one discussed it at all. Still to this very day, people probably can't even tell you what it is or anything from, from a story perspective and everything. Like even like even the character moments, and it's, I mean, the, and that's just Grand Theft Auto Five. But I just feel like Rockstar, you you done better. Like, cause I love Max Payne Three, I I love that game, 
and it tells a very it a very a Norse a Norse story and it's presented very well. It's very memorable. Nothing about the GTA games is very memorable and it gets very cliched and boring. There's you already know you already know there's gonna be a twist to the game. So it's this it's M Night Shemling everything in the most of the games they're probably gonna do it for grand theft auto 6 and it's just like come on y'all you guys yes you know how the series goes but you could create something better and it just feel like they don't they don't want to create nothing better so any other open world games that come out and do something different i kind of applaud more over the gta series you know and, and rather people Rather people say I like it or not, and I'm upset. I'm just like, when have we? When have anyone had a discussion about the GTA game? We're hearing yeah. a lot of people I've... talk about GTA. It's just we don't play in that space, so we don't we don't talk about it, and we don't know people. We don't play it, and we don't know people that play it often. And you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think yeah, we can not have this discussion right now because. We got other things to talk about, but <laughs> find yeah. out next week mm-hmm. all about Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, so Ed's that's, leading that's the discussion. Some... <laughs> <laughs> so that's just something about me. And like I said, I I love games. I love hosting Nintendo Pop. Like I love talking about Nintendo and and just games in general and stuff. And I know I'm an Aries. I get competitive. I get into the my Ooh. mindset that I'm I should be right and no one else. I, I'm learning. I'm trying to change that. That's that's the truest statement I've ever heard. What like what you just said about uh, me not liking the Wii U? That is your opinion, and I'm okay with it. Well, <laughs> I'm not okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost forgot about that already. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, oh, so that is that is me. Great. Um. Oh, I guess I I should go. I'll make yeah, this. Nice. I'll make this quick because we have some questions I want to answer. Uh, so, I guess you know, for me, I really like Nintendo games because, like, I don't know, for, Nintendo, and I mean even Sega to an extent. I just kind of feel like. I feel like Sega at this point is just Nintendo adjacent, especially if you grew up in the nineties, right? Like it was always mm-hmm. Nintendo and Sega and now Sonic is on switch and it's like, Oh, what's this crazy world we live in? And then there's people who are like, Sega made consoles. What? Sonic. He's a movie. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up playing Nintendo and Sega. Uh, and there's just something really whimsical about these games always has been right even the games that are quote-unquote darker in tone that nintendo makes like twilight princess or you know metroid dread or some of these other games there's just something magical about these games that it just i don't know it it, it, not that something like you know i'm a big destiny fan not that destiny doesn't do this to an extent or assassin's creed or some of these other games right that i really like but there's just something there's almost like a disney quality to a lot of nintendo stuff and i don't know maybe that's me being biased because i'm a big disney fan too but like there's just something really special about nintendo 
and I always lean towards these games. <clears throat> um, you know, Zelda in particular, I'm starting to really appreciate and enjoy Metroid a lot more. Um, 2D Mario games, uh, Xenoblade, you know, e- even going into GameCube with like, you know, 007 and, and Bat and Kados and even the Sega stuff that started coming over like Billy Hatcher and, and stuff like that. It's just Nintendo is, um, uh, an interesting, you know, sometimes, you know, selfish and, 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 <laughs> uh, what do you call it when you're, uh, you know, uh, kind of make your own, make your own decisions no matter what I forget. I, my brain is broken. Uh, you know, they, they, they march to the beat of their own drummer and they just kind of do what they want. And so, uh, sometimes it works, you know, like the Wii and the switch. Sometimes it doesn't like the Wii U and the virtual boy. Right. But like they always, are trying to do something unique and that is always an attractive thing for me. Um, so I guess my favorite, my favorite fran- Nintendo franchise right now is, is I've well, always kind of has been Zelda since the Nintendo 64, even the game boy, I guess with links awakening, but really started with Nintendo 64. Um, third person action games are kind of like my thing. I just, I like a good story. I like, I like to see my character on screen. I know a lot of people prefer first person games, but like third person, I like to see what my character looks like and is what they're doing. Uh, I also have kind of, I also like RPGs and I love Mario Kart, those types of games. So that's me. You know what you forgot? What? Your name and your position of Boss Rush. Mm. I show up. My name's Corey and I show up. <laughs> you uh, go straight into the games and I'm like, oh, cool. All yeah. right. We yeah. already know who Corey is. Yeah. They should. <laughs> should already know who I am. If you're not, hello. Mm-hmm. But you should know who I am. Hi. No, <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a little bit about me. Um, my gaming habits. I mean, I guess the Switch is like the best thing that ever happened, uh, aside from the Wii U. Just the backwards Wii U, and it worked way better. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> What's your worst console? The worst console? Oh, geez, the Wii. Why? I, I I don't like motion controls. Oh well, really? It's not that the Wii is a bad console. I just don't like motion controls. I just you're you're looking at someone who bought the bought the Wii version of Twilight Princess and then turned around and bought the GameCube version and played it on his Wii so he wouldn't have to uh, use motion controls. Yeah. And then I played the Wii version and found out you could turn motion controls off for the most part. I was like, okay, I guess I can deal with this, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Virtual Boy is not very good either. Let's be honest. Um, let's see. It's time for question block. We want to do. We want to answer these questions and then go. Yeah. To bed. 
Yeah, That's everybody, good. it's time for question block. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Josh Martinez writes and he says, what's the greatest Nintendo commercial? Mine are between the OG Smash Brothers one in the field, Robin Williams for Skyward Sword, and the, the reality show of the OG Animal Crossing. I don't remember the reality show for Animal Crossing. What is this? Do do you, I don't remember this. Mm-mm. Um, I can tell you the grossest commercial, the Yoshi's Story commercial with the guy, the sweaty, um, really large man just kept eating and eating and eating, and then he got so fat that he exploded, and all this green goo came out. That oh, was gross. I remember that one. That was really gross. Um. I don't know. I actually saw a bunch of Switch commercials uh, mm-hmm. while I was watching the the Browns lose on Sunday, <laughs> and uh, they have like like a ton of like celebrities playing their games now. Like Jessica Alba is in a couple of them. Uh, Christina Aguilera was in one. Like there's like like real celebrities playing these mm-hmm. Switch games in the commercials. Who knows they play them in real life? I'm Did sure John Nintendo Cena like, do one? Which one? What's the John new one? Cena? Did he? Oh, Did John he? Cena. Oh. I thought you said, "Did you see the new one?" I was like, "No, oh, sorry, <laughs> no, I did not see the new one. I did not see the John Cena commercial. I didn't see him. Ah, that's a thing, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh. So man, it's what Nintendo commercials. I I really I, I really like the Wii commercials with the the Japanese men who come to the people's doors and they're like, "We would like yeah. to play," and then they bring in the Wii and they all play Nintendo Switch or Wii Sports. And yeah, I really like that commercial. So, uh, Courtney, did you want to go or? Uh, I don't really have Nintendo commercials. Mine were more PlayStation or like the the ones. Are you getting to talk actually... about Crash yelling at the Nintendo's? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I uh, love the Crash Bandicoot ones. I love those ones. Those are pretty good. I... They brought those back when, Cra- when Crash Team Racing and the Crash Remasters came out. Did they? Yeah. I need to look at them. I haven't seen any of them that like I can remember, but I mainly remember the Crash Bandicoot ones. I love those ones. Those ones are hilarious. Yeah, was the, the the I do have to say those ones were pretty funny. Well, uh, for me, uh, the first one is the Legend of Zelda rap for Link's Awakening on Game Boy. Mm. Uh, I was listening to that in the car while I was going getting food. Mm. Uh, another one is uh, the cereal for Nintendo. The Nintendo cereal with Mario and uh, Legend of Zelda. Nintendo, it's a cereal now. Nintendo, it's a cereal. Wow. I don't like like this. That's awesome. Uh, And then the silent Smash trailer that came out before Ultimate came. And then everybody started putting their own soundtrack into it. So you would have like... uh, uh, back that thing up by, <laughs> um, or wow. you would have. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that face he's making. He's so focused. I know. Oh, there he is. Hello. Nice Hi. sleeping. Hello. 
uh, yeah, the 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 Sonic Smash one because people will play like will insert their own music and release it, mm-hmm. and like Nintendo didn't really say anything. It was really good marketing because people were just putting like Cardi Way Jepsen or Boy Cement, like just like any song fit them while they was fighting. Uh, so those would be like my three. But the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening rap is my number one. Cool. All right. Well, our next question cool. comes from Sam Hall. He says, "Hey guys, Cordy, welcome to the team. Uh, my question is, what are your thoughts on the on the Switch's prolonged lifespan over its predecessors? What are the benefits and the negative points of from this?" Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, the switch has outlived every other Nintendo console so far, except for the Wii and it is approaching pretty fast. Is it really? What uh-huh. about the DS? Uh, well, I guess if you're counting handhelds, it has, it hasn't lasted quite as long as like the Game Boy and the DS, mm. but, uh, you know, Nintendo's home consoles have an average lifespan of five years. Mm. Uh, the GameCube lasted what? No, the GameCube like four lasted years. No, the GameCube four. lasted five. The oh my gosh, the bug is back! Oh no, and it fell. Now it's on the floor. Oh god, I don't like this. It's back. <laughs> oh my carpet's brown and I can't see it because the lights are off. Oh no. Um, don't worry. I'll just uh, leave my feet off the floor for now. Um, this thing is big. It's like this big. It's like one of those like centipedes that crawls out of your sink. Oh, ew. Uh, I know it's so gross. Yuck. Um. Anyways, that was super scary. Uh, what was I talking about? The oh, uh, and the the Wii lasted six years, and the Wii U lasted four. So, Switch is coming up on six years in March. Which is crazy because mm-hmm. the console still doesn't seem like it's that old. Um, but in terms of a lifespan, like I think, I think the benefits of a long-lasting console is that, like, the longer you make games for a console, the console is going to sell more unit, more consoles, right? So that's more games people are playing on that console, and you don't have to reset your. Uh, player base every five years, right? Uh, theoretically, mm-hmm. I mean, now with like backwards compatibility and digital releases and stuff, that line is kind of blurred. Blurred, but uh, you know, I think that's a benefit is that you can keep people in your ecosystem longer and playing games together longer. I mean, look at Splatoon sales, right? Splatoon three sold something ridiculous. It outsold Animal Crossing in the first two weeks, right? Which is insane. Yeah. Um, three million, close to three million in three days. It's the number in one in Japan only. Yeah, in Japan only, and yeah, it's the like the leading physical sale mm-hmm. game in Japan. Yeah, and I mean we talked about it a little bit last week, but it accounted for seventy percent of physical sales of all physical sales in September, which is crazy. Uh, but I mean the negative point for me would be just like how old the hardware is at this point like just the tech in it it was the tech inside the switch was old to begin with right and you know 
you look at you look at the switch now and the tech inside the switch even though the console is only five and a half years old the tech inside is like mm-hmm. closer to 10 or older than 10 years old so i mean it's getting harder for third parties to support it because the games are getting bigger and more technically advanced and the switch is still running on essentially what xbox one hardware you know so uh I mean, probably less powerful than that, to be honest with you, in some cases. But overall, I think I think the benefits of it outweigh the negative because Nintendo always knows how to utilize their own hardware to the fullest. And even like certain third-party games that are still coming out, like Persona 5, like I talked about earlier, runs great. Near Near Automata is a near-perfect port, I think. No pun intended. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids is still great. Nintendo's always going to put out the best product they can, you know? So, I mean, as long as Nintendo can do it and the indies can be played well on it, then I don't think the Switch... It's hard for me to say that the Switch doesn't need a revision, but I don't think the Switch needs a revision. I would like a revision. Didn't it get a revision, though? with the? It, uh... it got the OLED, but the, the guts it's of it are it. still the same. like it's not like the only thing it got was like a better battery but it didn't really like change the console in any real significant way in the back part that comes out is easier oh yeah the kickstand i forgot about performance enhancement kickstand boom i lost my kickstand so oh no So both switches. I have no kickstands remember remember when nintendo was selling extra kickstands for like 20 bucks (laughs) Yeah. Were they really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I can't say for this one. I think the benefit is is that it's the support. Like people always wanted to say that, you know, they wish Nintendo had more support mm-hmm. and when it comes to games. And the benefit is is that you are getting support from some developers, some third party, some uh definitely in Japan. A lot of Japan support. You're seeing, uh, you know, Microsoft having a good relationship with Nintendo, putting some of their stuff on it. Um, I think the only negative really about this is where do you start game-wise? Because everybody who gets a Switch, the first thing you see people will ask is, I got a Nintendo Switch. What games do you recommend? All right, so name five give... name five games that you would recommend and somebody who would who buys a Switch today and name five games that they should start with. Definitely Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart Eight, because that's that's mostly a, a attach rate game. Uh, Gree, Shovel Knight, and uh, I probably would say. Uh, just to mix it up, like to put a third party game, I would say uh, near Automata for like a Square no, Enix third party game. I, I, okay, so my five, my five would be Breath of the Wild, would be one, Mario Kart 8 would be two. I would say, I would say Splatoon 3. I would, I mean, I would say Splatoon 2 or, or Splatoon 3. I would say New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, uh, quietly probably the one of the best 2d mario games ever made that nobody talks about because it was a wii u game and now it's a wii u port so nobody cares um and then i would say probably 
thinking of like first party games in particular. I mean, anybody, you can go buy indies, you can go buy third party games. See, um, and the thing, the thing with that question is, is that I, I tried, yes, I did say Breath of the Wild in Mario Kart, uh, cause those kind of like, most people would recommend that because those two games are like big attached ratings to it. And it depends on who the gamer is that's buying it. I think I tried to mix it up with an indie and a third yeah. stuff. So the reason why I didn't count Splatoon 3, not saying I would have recommended it because I would, but someone who started out with the system, there's a huge back catalog of great games and they probably would not play Action Solace game, but Near Automata is really top quality. That they probably will find like, oh, okay, I like this. Who, what else have they made? Oh, they got a game called Astro Chain. I'll take it. Bayonetta. Oh, this looks wacky and fun. Cool. Splatoon. Uh, oh, this looks kind of colorful. You know, occasionally they don't like it and stuff. Um, so it got. I think the recommendations is just like, what kind of, if you're starting off with some people off with some games you kind of want to get them a diverse cast yes mm-hmm. all the nintendo first party stuff is strong because you you literally could just be like metroid dread mario kart breath of the wild xenoblade Chronicles, yeah but i think i think stuff like I, stuff. I think stuff like metroid dread and xenoblade are a little bit too like if you're talking to somebody who is just now buying a switch they're obviously not like a hardcore mm-hmm. nintendo player right six years in they just think like, oh, the Switch is a cool device I can throw in my bag or something. I'm trying to think of players like that, right? And so, uh, obviously, and, and, that, and that's why, and that's why I said depending on who the player is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing. No, I I agree. Right. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, think of things that people could, like, I don't want to say like because easy. It's games, hard but... doing fight. It's hard doing five games just straight for Nintendo because everybody gonna be like like Fire Emblem three houses. I don't know. Like I, I name. I mean, Captain Toad would be my fifth game. First of all, like I I think that. Oh yeah. I think there's five pretty different games there, and I think they're all easy enough to get into, and challenging enough if you're really into it, like collecting all the the coins in New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe or. Finding all mm-hmm. the green stars in Captain Toad, or find you know Zelda is just like, I mean Zelda is Zelda, and, you know, and and that's why I feel like that's the negative part for me because it's like where do you start? Like when once you start asking for recommendations, you're going to get bombarded with a lot of favorite games from different people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so how do you keep up with that? If you're new to the system, I think I, I, I guess I'm what I'm trying to say is sometimes it could be overwhelming when it comes to recommendations for games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's like it's super overwhelming because there's that there's thousands of games you could pick from. And there's like mm-hmm. and the quality of first party game is just unmatched, I think, in terms of like the mix between like ports and new games. And, you know, I mean, you could even look at Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is like a. Hey, let's play a two-player co-op platformer. It's challenging, but it could be fun, you know. Yeah. And then trying to persuade people for NSL, I'll be like, you got four systems of games if you miss them. So NES, Super Nintendo, N64, Sega Genesis. These are some classics that have made the game industry and probably some of your favorite non-Nintendo games in different genres. A lot of that stuff came from here. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just the overwhelming of games yeah. because of recommendations. 
Yeah. Oh, what'd you go? Go ahead, Courtney. I'm oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just saying that it makes sense. I was like agreeing with you, but my throat got like. Because <laughs> like, because like, and like Splatoon three, you know, you gotta really, you really gotta get into people's mind about that game. Uh-oh. He's frozen. He's frozen. Like oh. And then he oh. froze again. There he goes. And now he's hey. thumbs up, doing his thing. Uh, um, uh, a, a lot of people who might they might be scared by Splatoon three and stuff. I'm like, or Splatoon two, or the Splatoon series. I should say, you have to break their brain. Yes, it is a multi online player, but it's not what you think. Your goal is to paint areas, not defend. I mean, you could defend and everything, but it don't get you nowhere. You must paint. And that wow. breaks people's minds because it'd be like, how in the heck multiplayer, when I think of it, is think of me shooting another person. Splatoon is not that. I win by coloring. And what most ground I could get on. So I don't feel guilty stopping the other team. Because I'm running you over. I want to paint your land. That's my goal. I'm trying to stop. If I'm stopping you, I'm stopping you from painting so my other teammates can paint. That's right. what Splatoon is. You got to break people's mind about that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I would say my top five games like that I could recommend to people would be Animal Crossing, for sure, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta start them off small, you know, something simple. Do the tasks, get it done. Don't play during Easter. Don't start during Easter either, because that creepy no. rabbit will chase yes. you around, and that ruined everything for me. Well, I mean, if you play till you get your house, you should be okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's goal number one: is get out of the tent. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then I would say is Zelda, um, Breath of the Wild. You still have the basically like the games like the goal mm-hmm. in the beginning but you also have like a story it's it's not just talking to animals finishing the missions and then now you're living um and then i would say mario 3d world because i think it's with browser's fury also yeah so do a little bit of a perception of a two-for-one and a multiplayer uh then it would be mario kart 8 and then Last one. I don't know. I would probably throw like a little curveball, maybe like Detroit or like Life is Strange. Something that like gives you that story mode perspective where you can be the character and you can change your. Um, you can basically change the story mode if you wanted to throw something different in yeah. there. They wanted those Life two. Life is Strange that, is a good know. one. It is. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll move on to the next question if anybody has anything else to say about this one. Nope. All right, Deshaun Malone writes in, he says, yo, yo, what's up, my people? Uh, what's up? What are y'all's thoughts on cliffhangers in games? Heard some talk across pods lately and wanted to get yours. I hate cliffhangers in games. I love cliffhangers in games. It makes you want to I... buy the next I hate it. Give me the solution 
already because the thing about this if your game does not sell i'm not going to get the end of this game <laughs> really if it doesn't yes. sell if it if it doesn't sell ea was terrible about this you have to, you literally was at risk if you left your game on a cliffhanger if your game did not sell ea was closing your studio so you weren't getting a follow-up to that mm. game yeah, or you could do what they did with Army of Two and leave a cliffhanger at the end of Two, and then the third game is doesn't revolve around these characters at all, and then mm. you leave a cliffhanger at the end of Three, and then that series has not seen an entry since then. So, Right. So I hate cliffhangers. I'd rather you give me, like, Vanquish. I love Vanquish, and it ended out on a cliffhanger. Hey, man, Vanquish 2 could happen, maybe. <laughs> Somebody. I Nintendo would have to fund it, but you know. You could read all the Reddit posts and the fan made ideas of how Vanquish 2 would have happened. But I want to play it. For, I want to be shooting. <laughs> I want some craziness. I want to see Roblox breakdancing again, like I did in the first one. Like yeah. I want some wackiness. And it's just like, I, I think for me, is that as long as I, I get a conclusion, you could do whatever you want to in the second game, as long as I, as long as I know that you're even. Well, I, I would take a indie game or a small game as a follow up to something that ended up in a conclusion. You know, because Alan Wake, to be honest with you, ended up on a cliffhanger. No one was expecting Alan Wake two to be made. Half Life, Half Life two, ended up on a cliffhanger. We still don't have Half-Life 3. Half-Life, the episodes that came out ended up on a cliffhanger. We don't know when Val's going to get them. So when you do cliffhangers and you make gamers wait for years, it sucks. Because the thing about it, your interest in the game or that history is starts to wane and it gets to a point where it's gone, where people don't even care anymore. So when you do an announcement, yay! It took you 15 years to do this. I'm, <laughs> I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't know. That just kind of depends on how good the game was made. Because if we throw it to movies, Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. As good yeah. as it was, and yeah. as good as good as. But I think for a lot of companies, uh, video game wise, it's about the sales. Whether it's good or not, it's about the sales. Because there's tons of great games that are great that they, whether they did eight snides, the high reviews, mid reviews, whatever, they have done very well. If the sales are not there, that studio, that not developer, that publisher is not going to fund the next game to come out. Yeah, they're going to find out. Oh, go ahead, Courtney. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I get that. Like the whole cliffhangers. If the studio doesn't fund it, then okay. But if you get enough hype on it, I feel like Mm -hmm. just the fan base. If that grows and accumulates by fifteen. 10 years as it does show you do get the next game it just takes a long time but then you also get like the little security blanket of what would have happened and then you get everyone else's ideas of oh it could have been this they could have brought godzilla in it like you don't know and then like yeah they could have and then now those people if they did decide to make a second two or a, a second two a second one 
then they have all those ideas to be thrown out. And they could be like, hey, this could be actually better than what we thought of five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I really, I love cliffhangers. It, it helps I, me open up my curiosity, you know? Yeah. I think, I, I think for me, it's just going in that area of game studios closing. Yeah. Because they left that game on a cliffhanger and nothing followed up or anything. Like, I, mm-hmm. to me, I could do a cliffhanger for a game, but then give me a table read of what the next game could have been. Mm. Or give me some kind of idea of what, what it could have been. Well, yeah. I think I think for me, it's like, I think you got to do the Star Wars thing where, like, the first game needs to be, like, kind of like a standalone thing Mm -hmm. right where it's like okay maybe there's a universe here but like the story kind of wraps up pretty you know nicely you know there's a couple threads here and there that like okay well maybe you know this happened so maybe we could do a sequel if it's successful or whatever but like overall i think you have to go into that first game kind of telling a cohesive story right not saying that you shouldn't go in thinking, oh, well, we're going to make this a trilogy. Here are the threads here. You know, here's our multimedia tactics or whatever. Because I think you want to plan to be successful because if you don't plan to be successful, you're not going to be successful, right? Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think you got to be kind of realistic in a thought process and be like, okay, well, especially for smaller studios or up-and-coming studios or studios that maybe haven't had a hit in a while, Right. You got to say, okay, here's our one shot at doing something special. We got to really make this one game super special. And if if it's successful, then yeah, maybe the second game ends on a cliffhanger and then the third game kind of wraps up the story, which I think is what's going to happen with Zelda. Spoilers. Uh, and, you know, I think maybe that's how you approach it and then kind of sell tell these side stories or in between stories in like a comic book or a series on Netflix or whatever. I'm not one of these people who like every time I like silent Hill announced five things, right. When during that press conference, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are complaining. Well, why don't you just start with one game and then see what happens? What if it's bad? I'm like, well, these companies are in the market of owning these IP and getting as much out of these IP as possible, right? That's how business works. And so you want to get people excited for this IP again, you should probably have multiple projects in the works for them to be excited for, you know? Um, and so, and I you don't know, think... Kon- and, oh, I was just going to say, and you know, Konami has changed their business of having others do the work with their mm-hmm. IP. Yeah, I mean, they're basically licensing out their IP instead of having internal mm-hmm. studios. They're basically doing what Disney's doing, right? But with their IP instead of, you know, Mickey Mouse and yeah. Marvel and whatever. So, which I think is smart, which I think, you know, if Konami doesn't really want to fund a studio and all this overhead and office space and stuff, I think that's a smart way to do it. You give, you know, Studio X, what, $50 million, $100 million to make the Silent Hill 2 remake and you know, you'll do the marketing and fund the studio fund the project and they can worry about studio overhead and paying the, mm-hmm. paying them getting their insurance. If they're an American studio, that kind of thing. Right. And so I don't know why not. 
Why not? What's the worst that can happen? Konami goes back to opening more gyms and pachinko machines and gambling palaces, <laughs> right? Like, I, I, whatever. They don't care. Yeah. So, uh, so that's my take on cliffhangers, I guess. All right. Our last question comes from RushJetTV on Twitter. He asks, uh, what's one Nintendo franchise you could see go away and it wouldn't matter to you? F-Zero. I I have an answer for this, and people are going to hate me for it, but I don't care. For me, for me, it's F-Zero. It's just, mm-hmm. I think because of white, like Wipeout and Fast RMX being out, you know, kind of taking this place. I think that they just close. That they shut F Zero down. Just be like, shove. We don't need it. Yeah. I'll be fine with it. It wouldn't affect me in no way. Yeah. To be fair, F Zero hasn't really come back in like twenty years, so <laughs> it kind of already is gone. I mean, Ben. I, I mean, besides Ben, I never go touching it. Yeah. That'd be, that would be interesting if they touched it. Yeah. What about you, Cordy? Uh, I'm trying to search it up right now. The company who made, what is it? Lost Kingdom 2? Um, Developers, this uh, is from Software Incorporated. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Think. Oh, no, she I brought it from was... Software. Everybody hide. Yeah, right. Sorry. I would. <laughs> I'm not happy with it. They had a really good story that they could have, like, portrayed out and then through. They just kind of stopped it. They didn't finish it the first one. They didn't finish the second one. And I think they ended up working on Diablo, maybe? They worked on no, something no, afterwards. No, it's Dark Souls. Dark, Dark Souls, Souls is yeah. the bread and butter. Yeah. Demon Souls. Yeah, they were like, oh, let's just jump on this. Even though they had a yeah, good story core. that they could have used. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, Was Lost Kingdom a Nintendo franchise? I think it was on GameCube. It was. But it wasn't a first party. Like Nintendo doesn't own it or anything. I don't. I don't know. Not that I know. I don't. They kind of like lost it, pretty much. Yeah. Uh-uh. I, I really don't know. I just know it was on GameCube. I don't really know the history of that franchise, to be honest. I just. Uh, okay. I know it was on GameCube. So, um. <laughs> all right, here we go. We're about to get canceled. It's fine. Um. Yeah. Earthbound. <laughs> Earthbound can go away. I'm tired of people talking about it. I'm tired of people hailing praise over a mediocre at best RPG. <laughs> we got one entry here and nobody bought it. Does nobody remember 1994 when Toys R Us had it in their bargain bins? Like the, they had. So I don't know. Well, you know. Okay. It was Activision. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess that makes sense. Uh, um, Earthbound can go away. I don't want Mother 3. I don't want Earthbound Beginnings. I don't want it. I don't want it. Stop, everybody. <laughs> it is not a good game. It It's just... It's just not... There's a reason why Mother 3 never came out here, okay, guys? The game is bad, and nobody wants it. Nobody really wants it. This is a Mirror's Edge situation here where everybody clamors that they want it. It'll sell 5,000 copies... And Nintendo say, oh, look, what! Look, you didn't want it, so no more. Um, in all seriousness, though, like I just I don't see the appeal of that franchise. I don't think Earthbound is that great. Um, the music's fun. The characters are quirky, and I get it. 
but also like there are way better RPGs on the Super Nintendo that people should be clamoring oh, yeah. for ahead of Earthbound and Mother 3, right? So that's my take. I don't I don't I don't understand the appeal of Earthbound. I've tried, you know, I've tried. I really have. And I just don't <laughs> I don't understand Earthbound. I think it was a a game for its time. You know, it was a JRPG. But it wasn't. Ticket. It sold less than 30,000 copies. <laughs> I, but I, what I'm trying to say, it was a JRPG in a modern age. It wasn't about like Final Fantasy, medievals and knights and all of that. It wasn't trying to be like Fantasy Star mm-hmm. or anything. It was something that was like it was marketed with the scratch and sniff. It came with the guy in the game because they felt like Americans would understand it. Like they did, they really didn't market Earthbound well to get people excited. And plus, we did. It was the Super Mario Brothers two thing. That Earthbound is the second game, but mm-hmm. to us in America, it's the first one. Earthbound came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and everything. Like if you was gonna buy Earthbound, you was going to Kmart to buy it for like ten dollars. <laughs> Yeah, and then it and then it became it's it's one of those cult class not cult classes it's one of those low key niche JRPGs where it built a community, and so with as as many times that Nintendo said no, once they decided to be like okay we're in a new era, we actually have a JRPG fan base because we didn't have that in the 90s like we got this on Wii. So when they put it out, Nintendo started seeing those coins because of of how many people talked about Earthbound and everything. Yeah, I just uh, I mean well, look, I if you like you from. If you guys, I mean, if you guys like Earthbound, that's, that's cool. Like, I'm not trying to like rain on your parade or anything. I just, I don't in the in the age where JRPGs were coming into their prime and you got mm-hmm. s- stuff like Final Fantasy 2 and 3, you know, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, and then you move on to the PS1 and you get like, you know, Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9 and Vagrant Story and like all these great RPGs of the mid to late 90s. Like why Earthbound is is the one that people keep going back to. You know, I just, I, I- you know. With that example, a lot of Square games was the only place that you got JRPGs. If you wasn't Mm -hmm. playing Square, you may play a Sega uh, RPG, or you may find something that was real low key, you know. But Square, yeah. But I mean, even Sega was putting, even Sega was putting out, you know, uh, Beyond Oasis. They were putting out, um, you know, Fantasy Star two, three, and four. You know, like even Sega had some great. JRPGs that like I don't know I don't know that's why I feel like Earthbound is really because of word of mouth and everything yeah and that's it because like like I said as much as like no one definitely in the 90s didn't know there was no release date for Earthbound it just showed up in stores Nintendo didn't market it because which means that no one knew what it was or anything. Like if you if you put out a Mario game, people were going to go and play that Mario game and talk about it. Then they would talk about Earthbound because mm-hmm. they didn't. They just never knew nothing about it. 
So they had to draw people in by putting a, ma- a magazine. Look at Super Metroid. You know, that was a game that, like, Metroid should not be a game that should have been out. It shouldn't got a part two. It should, Super Metroid should have never been made because it failed in Japan. But it had a place here, and Nintendo kept with it. And now look how Super Metroid literally changed video games in general. Yeah, I mean, it created a you whole know, genre, you know. Helped create a whole genre, at least. It's it's on the highest level of Tetris and Super Mario Brothers when it comes to a top 100 list. Those three games are literally on top of a three on a 100 list. It may not be it now, but you're not going to have a video game list without Super Metroid. Yeah. And that's from a series that sh- that's from a game that should not even be around at all. So I understand what you're talking about, Corey. Yeah. You're getting this good, everybody, man. <laughs> that just shows how much hi- it just shows how much history I have been with when it comes to video games and everything. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I missed a lot on the Super Nintendo because I never had one, so that also may have a little bit to do with it. But I just like, I don't know. Anyways, let's. I'm I'm done. I'm done. Get me out of here. Help. Hey. Uh, there's one more question on Twitter. No, there's not. Uh-huh. What is it? Uh, it's by RXCD underscore live. Uh, hmm. What is their most mem- memorable viewer? I I can't answer this question. I don't know what it means. Yeah, I don't know what it means. That's why I didn't answer it. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't have like a, like a person that like is a fan? I mean, Deshaun and Sam have been following us for a long time, but yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't. don't Yeah. No, like crazy moments. Yeah, I remember with all the streams, or not streams, but like podcasts in general. Something that you're like, oh, I remember this one. I would want to relive. The only one that always comes to mind that I got Corey probably could agree is that we made a Metroid version of Hell Diaries, and we spent two episodes. Talking about creating that kind mm. of game. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that we did that. <laughs> we did do that. So, awesome. and we just build on it. So, that, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, I we've had. I mean, we've had oh, a lot of crazy that... moments, but oh no, Corey, that and uh, with Doom and Wolfenstein got announced. Oh, yeah, that pretty, direct. yeah, that was pretty uh, wild. <laughs> me and let me tell you, me and Corey got together. Like we hit each other up on Skype, and we were just like, "Dude, did you see that Nintendo Direct?" And we talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> we did talk about awesome. that a lot. So, how many episodes would you say? <clears throat> what for that? How many episodes mm-hmm. were we in for that? Like, how many episodes did you talk about for that one? Uh, Just one or like? Probably like three. Three? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you, actually. I'm going to go into the playlist right now. Oh, my gosh. Our episodes on YouTube are getting a ton of views. Yay. I'm surprised. Well, if you're watching on YouTube <coughs> and you're in the time and you're hanging out with us still, comment your favorite uh, video game you've been playing this week. 
Yeah, tell us what you're playing, what your things are hap what's happening. What where is this stuff? Your yeah, favorite tell us things. snack. Yeah. Tell us your favorite snack. What game you've been playing this week? Um, what are what are your things. top five what are your top five recommendations for a new Switch owner? And to give you an idea, give us one first party, one third party, one port one indie game, and a personal favorite. Yeah. And even if you're not listening on YouTube, you could do this on Twitter, Instagram. We talked about Doom and Wolfenstein three episodes in a row. And... Oh, and Discord. In our Discord. Channel. Oh, and Discord. I knew it was something else. I was like, uh, yeah. somebody help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, that's going to be it for Nintendo Power Block. Uh, boss, thank you, Courtney. Thank you, uh, Courtney. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on TikTok and Twitch and Twitter, 40 underscore yikes. Boss, where can we find you? Nowhere. No, you can find me at I am Courtney HD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also find me on the Boss Rush podcast and various other things here on the Boss Rush network. You guys can find me on Nintendo Pop Block and Expression Pass when I'm not freezing. You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro and on Instagram. Uh, I don't believe it like that because I feel like I'm losing my voice. Everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Pop Block. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo. Bye. Goodbye. See you next week.